You are listening to Any Given Sunday, a part of the Dead End Podcast Network. Please subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, and all other podcasting services. Please make sure you check out Dead End Hip Hop, Dead End Sports, Dead End Gaming, Is the Mic Still On, Chris Platt's Strictly Hip Hop and Hoops Talk, and a host of other shows on our podcast network. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? You guys are listening and watching to Any Given Sunday for Sunday, October 10th, 2021. I am your host, Manny Brown, joined as always by my co-host, Josh Rodriguez. Josh, what is good? What's good, Manny? It's been a while. How was Mexico? Mexico was good. <laughs> hey, y'all don't see me. I, I'm, I'm hopefully I'm tanner. I'm, I'm a little bit more refreshed. Nice. No, vac- vacation was good. Vacation was... Uh, was really good. My first uh, trip, we didn't take any trips in 2020, obviously. So getting a chance to, to get away for a little bit, myself and the wife, um, a little bit of an anniversary trip, um, vacation, much needed. It was good. It was good. I, I recommend everybody, if you can, obviously everybody's in different boats, whatever. I get, I, I get all that. But if you can, I recommend everybody do it. Um, Mexico's a blast. Cancun was a blast. And uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun. Um, did nice. a lot of crazy shit on my vacation. I went snorkeling in the Caribbean Sea. Oh, hell no. Terrified. Can't, Ter- can't do it. No, no. Terrified. It was one of those days. It. it was like, oh, you only live once. The nope. wife was like, come on, let's do it. That, let's do it. Let's yeah, do you, it. Only one live, one, you only live once and I want to keep living. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I Listen, uh, it was terrifying. Um, I'll probably never do it again. But it was a great experience, and uh, I had a blast. So, did you see any cool sharks or fish? Or no, we saw a nice reef. Literally, like a like a big ass like puffer fish was just like floating oh right <laughs> under me. I can't do that. Uh, I can't do that. I can't do that. Someone said they saw a shark, but I I, I call bullshit. Nah. I didn't I didn't see any yeah. sharks, like any like baby sharks or whatever. But you know, someone someone I, in the little group that I was in um, yeah. said they saw one and. Uh, I'm glad I didn't because I think I would have like spazzed out even more than when I was. I, you know, I can't do full it. disclosure. I cannot swim. So uh, wow, you are the stereotype. Yeah, I am. You are the stereotype. stereotype. <laughs> I cannot swim. I, I make no bones about it now. No, although but, now I feel like a like a jackass because I'm I'm like I'm in a group with like literally like I'm in a group with literally like a whole bunch of swimmers. Like everybody could swim. Like marathon swim at that. Right. And yeah, so I'm like, I'm getting, I'm getting swimming classes. Like uh, it's happening. It's, <laughs> it's going to happen. I'm going to go up to the YMCA and learn how to swim. I, by, by the, by this time next year, when I take my next trip, hopefully, right. Um, I will learn how to swim. I will have known how to swim. I probably won't uh, be right. Michael Phelps out there, but I, I, I will, uh, not nah, many Phelps is in. enough. Many Phelps yeah, right? is enough. No. Just tread water. That's, that's yes. all we need from you. <laughs> I can't even tread water. That, that's how bad I am. Water. I can't even tread water. I'm in that. Oh, and then the ocean is like the worst place for you to not know how to swim. Because yeah. you're like, get, the currents are just dragging you in one direction. And everybody's like, oh, no, just paddle and do your feet. Wait, like, so how yeah, did you snorkel? You just you just went off the boat like this and then. Oh, no, no, no. Josh, you're making it. You're making it sound really, really simple. No, I, I like I failed. I failed that snorkeling. I was like on a on a buoy, oh. and you know the little instructors <laughs> like guiding me. You know, I snorkeled because I said I did it, but I'm not right. saying I did this professionally or I was out here in full. You know, no, no, no. But I, but I, I, but lay. Like, hey, I got in the water. I faced my fears. I did it. It was an experience. It was a wonderful experience. I will never do it again. 
Okay. Um, even after I learned how to swim, I will never do it again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, the ocean, the ocean's too scary, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I just don't do those things really good either. Like, for instance, when I went snorkeling, I didn't trust the fact that I was breathing through a tube. <laughs> Yeah, so that I would be, panic when I would yeah, go that, underwater. That, 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 I'd be like two feet underwater. I'm like, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this at all. Yeah. At that, I'll just That's take the it, goggles yeah. so I can see shit, and I'll I'll swim down as far as I can and swim right back up. I'm not snorkeling. After that, yeah, no, <laughs> I uh, I did not trust the little thing at all. It took me a while to finally get used to it or whatever, but I I got used to it a little bit after a while. Um, so I did I did get adjusted to it. But yeah, man, it's 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 terrifying. It's scary. Um, but but that wasn't the only thing I did. We went parasailing. Parasailing was fun. Harrison was was a blast. Okay. Uh, scary, but it was a blast. Uh, jet skis for the first time. That was cool. Um, uh, I dove off of like a 40-foot cliff into a lake. That, nice. Uh, that was fun. Nice. Um, ziplined off the uh, zip Wait, lined off the cliff. Into a lake, but then, but then how'd you swim out of that? Like, did you get rescued? Oh, no, I had a life jacket. No, I had, like, you have life jackets and stuff. Yeah. So Wait, so like, you jumped from 40 feet with a life jacket on and that didn't like... Yeah. yeah. How did yeah. that not like... You just jump down and then you just float up. Oh, so you do you you do go through the water. I don't know why I'm picturing like the the life jacket stopping you, like dead in your tracks. You just, you just yeah bounce off the water. Wow, and just, like, See, you're just sitting there. No, this whole water thing do. is foreign to me. I don't I don't like water. I don't. I I can swim and I can tread water. I know how to do those things, but I don't like. I go to the beach and I don't even go in the water. I just throw a football around, play wiffle ball or whatever. I hate the water. Same. Hate it. Same. You know, I, I, and this is a crazy thing. I can't swim, but I like the water. Like I'm not yeah. like, I'm not terrified of water, yeah. but it's just like, yeah, I just, I've never learned how to swim. I grew up I in do Brooklyn, like the, you know? Yeah. Same in the Bronx. Like we didn't have that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like it was just, right. we had a community pool that was filled with like half yeah. of like of Puerto Rico. <laughs> right. <laughs> what it so, is. right. So yeah. So we didn't, we, you yeah. know, so. but now I have kids and I'm an adult and all these other things. I'm like, okay, I got to learn how to swim one of these days. Right. Yeah. You know, just, just, I just, I can know what I'm doing in the water. So yeah, that that's the next, that's yeah. the next goal. That'll be my new year's resolution. Learn how to swim. But um, yeah, we, we did the zip lining thing. So I zip lined across the jungle. That was fun. Scary as shit, but fun. Um, yeah, no, I just, we just had a blast, man. We just had a blast, you know, just Good. relaxed. Um, there were literally like two days out of that where we just literally sat on the beach all day and just relaxed. So, and drank. So we went, we did one of these all inclusive resorts. So we didn't pay for food or drinks at all. So nice. Literally got liquored up and just sat on a beach all day. That's, that's my kind of vacation. It's so. the way to do it. Yeah. It's the only way to so, do it. No, but, uh, thanks. Thanks for asking. It was a blast. We had fun. Good. It was a much needed break, but I did miss the show. I did miss you guys. I missed you. I, I miss being out here talking shit. So, you know, I'm glad to be back. Yeah. It's good to have you back. Thanks, man. Thanks. Uh, how, uh, have you been? How's your week? I don't even remember what I did last week. If I'm going to be completely honest with you, <laughs> I don't remember anything. Man. Such a blur. I don't remember what a damn do? thing I did last weekend. I was alive. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I, I know I just made it through alive and that's it. Another work week and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I honestly don't That's why you need a vacation, man. That's why you need a yeah. vacation. Seriously. No, no, don't get me wrong. I, I came back. We came, we got back on Wednesday and Wednesday and even Thursday were just like, ugh, like, yeah. I, mean, I felt refreshed, but it was just oh, like, I went to a drag show. That I saw fun. that. I saw that you posted that. Yeah. How was that? That was fun. It was awesome. I used to um, produce and host. Well, not host. That's a very strong term. But I used to produce and edit um, Ross Matthews' podcast. Yeah. And he has his own drag show um, that he does across the country called Ross's Bubbly Brunch. And he's a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, when I was... 
um, going through whenever I was on the show, whatnot, like Ross would have the shows in Los Angeles or Palm Springs. We would do live shows. We'd also go to a drag show, like opening up like a new drag show in the area. So it was kind of like a thing that I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Dia wanted to go. So we just went. It was fun. Nice. Nice. Glad you have fun on that. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, it looked like it was a lot of fun. You posted pictures and stuff. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. And then you got to see some old friends, I'm assuming. So yeah, uh, that's always a good, that's always a good thing. So yeah, no, yeah. glad you have fun with that. How's uh how's the how's the new podcast coming? It's it's coming. <laughs> it's um a lot of stuff behind the scenes that like you know when you work for a company, and this is not me trashing. I don't, I don't want people to think I'm trashing a company or and whatnot. But there's a lot of things mm-hmm. that go into putting out a show or editing a show or marketing a show that you don't have when you're doing your own podcast. When you're doing the dime, when I'm doing the dime, or we're doing any given Sunday, it's just kind of like, hey, you got this, cool, cool, cool. but like. Mm-hmm when you're working with a company, my job is actually to be a podcast producer and we have a marketing team. We have a programming team. We have a social media team and like different things get assigned to different people. And it's a lot, it's a lot of work. Um, especially when you're just launching a podcast. So I think we're just kind of getting the kinks out. It's, um, learning process, but starting to get the ball rolling a little bit, especially with the season coming up for, and for those of you don't know what I'm talking about, it's a certified buckets hosted by lethal shooter, Ash and Nicole Moss and Christian Winfield. You can just go support that on uh, any podcast platform. Yeah, yeah. Go check that out. Go support it. And how's uh, how's the dime? Congratulations on the videos now. Thanks, the man. The dime yeah. is cool. Um, doing. By the way, hold on. The dime is in the top right corner right now, and it shouldn't be. That's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> we're now powered by Streamyard because I don't know if I can Streamyard. do a blink. Whatever. Oh, um, man, it's all good. <laughs> we could no, be that's powered a, by the dime. We could be powered is, by the dime. It's, it's, it's free advertising. It's free it's advertising. All good, it's all good. Um, maybe maybe that was Josh's plan the whole time, right? They maybe was. <laughs> um, the dime is good, man. I mean, yeah, I switched over to video. I'm doing TikTok videos now. In like three weeks, I'm going to be dancing with 16 year olds. So look out for that. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, I've been I've been trying to get on the on the TikTok train. Did a couple videos from Mexico, so that was cool. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm slowly getting there on the TikTok thing, man. I, I TikTok like I is do- crazy, man. Because in the sense, like for instance, I'll put up a video on Twitter and it'll get like I'm not kidding, like sometimes like 60 views. You can see how many views mm-hmm. it gets. Yeah, on TikTok, like my videos are getting, and this is not a lot at all, but like 600 views yeah, is same. 10 times the amount of like anything Dude. that I put on Twitter and Reels too. Instagram Reels, the same thing, where it's like. How are all these Same people thing. seeing this? Like, what a Snapchat, the Instagram, et cetera, right? It's it's yeah. it's it's like nothing. And you put you just put some bullshit, you know, me watching TV <laughs> and it gets a thousand fucking. I mean, that video I Wild. posted, I think on my on my Twitter or on, on Instagram, whatever, if you guys follow, um, you know, just me on the beach, you know, that got like 700 views. Like, I was like, Unbelievable. What? Like, I'm just literally just sitting on a beach. Like, I'm not doing I, Hey, I, I'm I'm not knocking it. I'm not complaining. It. Great. Hey, make sure you go follow and subscribe to the podcast as well. Right. But uh, you know, yeah, it's it's um it's interesting. Yeah, TikTok is TikTok is a beast, man. I I I, I underestimate it. How just how I mean yeah. it's I mean it's in everybody's phones and all these. And, young and the kids wild thing is, just, yeah. And I know I'm gonna make a video that's gonna have like twenty thousand views, not because like I have the ability to do so, but that's how TikTok is. Like eventually, like one video is gonna pop, and you're not gonna know why at all. Yeah, it's gonna be me yeah. talking about like Starburst, and mm-hmm. for whatever reason, it's gonna pop. Yeah, you yeah. gotta be consistent. No, sure. with it. Yeah, and that's 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 the biggest thing for me, just getting the consistency. Yeah. Everyone I know who's on TikTok who does it consistently has at least one video that's gotten like tens and thousands of views if they do it consistently or uh, some something like that, semi consistently. Right. Has at least one man. video. 
One give me hope. That, that, like, you give me hope. You give me hope. Let's see, yep. man. You know, who knows? By this time next month, I'll be a, a TikTok uh, influencer. Who knows? Influencer. That's, know, a, that's a word. Influencer. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah no, but uh, no. But for sure, though. Glad to be back. Vacation was awesome. Glad that you had a good week. And uh, yeah, glad to glad to be back doing what we do best. So yeah, let's get into it. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a short show tonight, just because we're we're coming so late because you know Kansas Delay. City had lightning storms and rain and all kinds of shit so yeah, yeah so won't be as long tonight but uh yeah we'll, we'll still bring the same heat so i'm ready to get into it um do it. you want to start with football or do you want to start with the nba do you what do you want to nba i'm actually in the nba mood right now i don't know if it's a dime okay yeah let's do it let's do it uh so we're not gonna do a full preview just yet obviously we still got a what like I think like 10 days or so before the start of the regular season something like that 10 12 days before the start of the regular season so um yeah. but the 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 I guess the dominating conversation continues to be, you know, NBA players and their uh, lack of, um, <laughs> I guess, cooperation um, when it comes to getting the vaccine. Um, chief in that is Kyrie Irving and the whole Kyrie Irving situation, which continues to gain legs by the day. Um, as the question just popped up on the screen, you know, what, what do you think? First of all, I'll, I'll give you my, you know, I'll, I'll share my thoughts after you, after I get yours. I kind of know where mm-hmm. you're going already just from just listening to the diamond stuff. But, you know, what, where's the situation going? I mean, because this is, it's, it's getting, it's getting to the point where, you know, people are weighing in on it. It's becoming a topic of conversation almost every, I mean, we haven't even talked about the Nets from a basketball perspective. It's just right. literally been, right. you know, James Harden's contract. And Kyrie and can he play home games and what to do with Kyrie? Is Kyrie going to show up? Are the Nets going to trade Kyrie? You know, this and the other. So what are the net, what the Nets should do with Kyrie? What is, how is this situation going to play out in your mind or how should it play out in your mind? I don't even know if there's a should that that's the thing we're, we're entering unprecedented territory right now. This has never happened. I mean, this is, we're living in a weird time. So I don't know what they should do. I mean, you can say they should look to trade him because, you know, we don't know if he's going to be able to play in Brooklyn. If the Nets and Knicks play a series, <laughs> he's not going to be able to play in the playoffs. Like, that's insane to think about. Like, I am. Kyrie's going to miss round two of the playoffs because, yeah. you know, um, of, of mandates. Um, but just coming from a basketball perspective, like, if let's just say I'm a team, like I'm the Nuggets, right? I'm just saying, I'm not saying he's a good match for the Nuggets. I'm just saying if I'm the Nuggets and I know that eventually I might have to go through Golden State, I might have to go through LA that might have their own mandates down the line. Why would I trade for him? It doesn't make any sense. You know, I'm going to, I'm not going to have him for games one, two, five, and seven in a play in a playoff series. Why would I even give up anything to get someone who's not going to be there during the most valuable games of the series? Now, I know they have exemptions, for instance, like work exemptions, uh, I think in San Francisco, I, I, I think, or, or, or something like that, where like visiting team players can, um, can play, but like, let's just be honest. Like it wouldn't surprise me if down the road, if cases start going back up, they kind of nix that and say, you know what? Now it's everybody. Um, you don't know where this is going to go. So, so to and me, how fair is that to the everyday person, right? Like, you know, it's not fair. If yeah. You're a school teacher in, in Syosset, Long Island, and you can't fucking teach because, you know, if you want to have a, an ex, you know, if you have some issues with the vaccine and you're just not totally comfortable with getting it, you're basically yeah. facing losing your job or getting right. it. And you've got a million dollar athlete that's saying, ah, you know, I just don't want to get it, you know, and we're making exemptions for him, but not. Yeah. They use person. the excuse. That, that's, that's not, that's not a they, fair. They use the excuse of like, well, you know, they're not on the, the like if you play for the Nuggets, they don't they don't work technically 
in San Francisco. They work in Denver and they're just flying it. Whatever it is, it's BS. It just yeah. is what it is. And I think that's what frustrates a lot of people, even people who are for the vaccine. Uh, it's just like these or who have always been like pro mask and pro lockdown. Um, it's just everything is so inconsistent. Like a lot of things just don't make sense logically. And I think it's it's really frustrating where it's just kind of like, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, right. I, I should be able to know what the hell's going on and, and what the rules are and, what, and why they are the way they are. Um, but regardless, just to digress a little bit, we don't know what it's going to be. And I think you would be foolish to take a chance on trading for someone who might not be able to play the most important games of the season. And then on top of that, Kyrie's the type of person to miss games for personal reasons randomly anyway. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like, yeah. I, to me, I think the Nets are stuck with him. I think they're going to pretend like they're happy they're stuck with him. And they're just going to power forward and just hope that, you know, somehow, some way, our country becomes more comfortable um, and more lax with laws eventually down the road if, you know, we can flatten the curve for good and just kind of hope that happens during the season and hope that he becomes available if mandates are lifted. I don't know. I think that's the only option that they have. I don't think there's another option for this. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I, I just don't know what the solution is. Um, you know, realistically, I think trading him is out of the question. And and I, and I know it's the NBA. And you can, you know, I've we said that thousands of times. Oh, you can't trade this guy. And this guy ends up getting traded. Oh, no one's going to take that <laughs> yeah, contract. Sure. Person takes that contract, right? <laughs> you know, the NBA and sports in general, right? If you can help a team win, they don't care. I mean, you know, these these teams will sign OJ off the street if he could still, you know, you know, carry the ball 30 times and, you know, get four yards to carry. doesn't matter. That being said, though, I, I think he's untradeable. I mean, because yeah. it's not even a simple situation of like, oh, production or he beat his wife up or, you know, things that, you know, this is a this kind of crosses a lot of different. A, you have a situation where he's unreliable. You know, you just don't know. And listen, I like Kyrie. I think he is a smart guy. I think sometimes he's too smart for his own good. Totally, totally wanted there, but you know I do like Kyrie. I think he means well. I think he does mean well. I, I don't think he's trying to be a douchebag. I, I agree with you on that. Dick. I, think I agree he with does that. mean well, but I think the problem Kyrie has, and I think, I, I think it's, I don't know if it's just people around him or people around him that are just not getting through him. It's like he, he kind of has his feet on on each side of the fence it's like mm -hmm. he wants to be a basketball player but also wants to be you know an activist or a revolutionary and it's like right. you gotta you gotta pick one or the other you, you right. can't, and if you're an athlete you you gotta abide by certain rules just like if you're an activist you gotta you gotta live your life a certain way you can't do both well you know i'll be i'll be an activist but i'll also try to bring some of my activist views and ways into a business where you're working for a corporation and then that's our corporation the nba is a corporation and where you have to do certain things and you have to meet certain guidelines and criterias and you know no no no. but i don't want to do that i want to still be an activist but no pay me 29 million dollars but, right. but i still want to do this it's like no it doesn't it doesn't work that way yeah you can't have it both ways and i think that's kind of the issue with Kyrie. um and i think a lot of people's views on him in the media are kind of are geared towards that agenda of not liking him because they think he's aloof or he's a flake or this that, and the other and i don't I, I think he is misunderstood in that regard but then he does things where it's like it's hard to defend and it's like this being one of them like listen i <laughs> regardless of how I feel about the vaccine and, and players and their stance on it or whatever, the fact is that we are living in a world and in a country where we do have a pandemic. It right. is what it is. And there is a vaccine and you're essentially telling your teammates that your own personal choice and views on this matter is more important than, 
you know, the overall goal, which should be to play and win and play, play for each other and win, win a championship. And, and not only that, but then, how, you know, how do you explain that to the staff of the New Jersey, of the call them New Jersey Nets, but the, Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> and, and, you know, how do you explain that to the, the concession worker, to the team right. physicians or the team doctors or, you know, the, 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 the trainers and, you know, the, the, the travel party and all the, all the, all the people that work behind the scenes in an organization that don't get highlighted, that don't get covered that, you know, maybe they didn't have a choice on the matter. Maybe they did have to get, uh, they may have to, have to go get a vaccine. How do you explain to them that you have this one guy, one of the most powerful people in their organization just saying, nah, nah, that doesn't apply to me, or I'm just going to skip out and not play home games. Like, think about that. Like, think about that for a second. You literally have a big three and one of the big three is just saying, nah, I'm just not going to play. <laughs> I'm not going to play at home this season. I'm just going to skip 41 games, you know, just, just cause yeah. yeah, just, I'm just not like, ima- like imagine a Shaq and Kobe, like Kobe just decided I'm not playing home games. Yeah. Like I'm just well, not, I mean, no, you know? I get it. <laughs> or, or, or Robert Parrish told Larry Bird and, 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 uh, <laughs> and Mikhail, like, yeah, I'm just not going to play role. I'm not going to play home games today. Yeah. yeah. I'm just not, it's just like, it's just insane to think about. Um, but going back to the overall point, I, I just think he's non-tradable. I, I just, a, with this issue now. And then the fact that, like you said, you know, you just don't know what you're getting from Kyrie. You know, he'll play two weeks and then he'll take a two week hiatus. You know, he'll play a month right. and then he'll take a month off. You know, and then on top of that, he's not exactly the most durable as far as just staying That's healthy. Well. That's, That's another well. aspect of this. Yep. He's I don't want to say he's an he's an albatross, but he kind of is. And he means well. I I think that's where no, a lot no, of people means well. him. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I think I think well. overall he's he's a net positive in the sense I just mean as a human being I think he does a lot of philanthropy um, behind the scenes that people don't hear about I've heard plenty of Kyrie stories um, especially working the job that I have everyone has a take when, especially when you talk to an athlete sometimes you get into conversations with athletes and they tell you no Kyrie's a good dude he I seen him do this I seen him do this so for me you know I, I'm not going to knock a guy who's very charitable and does philanthropy um, you know I do think he has a good heart I just think from the whole time i'm, I'm gonna just talk about this issue i'm talking about all the issues that i've ever heard him speak about even ones that i agree with like um for instance like when he's talking about racial injustice sometimes he says things that don't even make sense you know and i think that sometimes he has this mindset that he's smarter than everybody else but he mm-hmm. if you're smarter than everybody else you should be able to convey your points you should be able to logically you know lay out an argument and he's never really done that for me and for that, I think that's why he rubs people the wrong way. I think you have people who see that side of him and just run with it and just think he's completely toxic and a moron, which he's not. But then you have his most staunch defenders who are A, in love with his game, or B, see the philanthropy and see the good guy that he is, or A and B, and it will defend him to the death, where the truth is more in the middle. He's a very complex person. Um, right. It's a, There's extreme yeah. on both sides, right? Yeah, you know, there's the people that love him and love his game, and because they love his game, they're willing to defend almost anything, right? Right. Without kind of seeing like, no, this is a problem, and then you have the other ends of it, the Kendrick Perkinses of the world, who have their own <laughs> agendas and will knock literally anything he does just cause, and nothing that he could do, nothing that he does can be looked at as okay. Well, maybe let's let's look at this from a nuanced perspective. No, so there's extreme on both sides, and listen, yeah. just because he's a good guy doesn't mean that everything he does is great. Like one thousand percent, or you know. And just because somebody's a bad guy doesn't mean that everything they do is is awful. And a broken horrible. clock is right, well, right twice a day. Exactly. That's what they say, right? Yeah, exactly. So, listen, Kyrie's very complicated in that sense because, again, I do think he means well, but I think this is a problem. I mean, if you're KD, I don't think KD loves this. And you could just tell, like he's like, oh, he, this. he, like, he yeah. came here to play with him, and now he's not going to be playing half the half of the season, right? And then it's just like it's always something with Kyrie, right? Yeah. Like, there's just always that's something. what it is. 
It's like there's just there's the vaccine. There's the just the disappearing act for two weeks to clear his head. There's the injuries. There's the not liking Atkinson and him and Atkinson not getting right. along. And there's, right. You know, there's this and there's it's, like, I love LeBron and I want to get traded. and I can't get along with LeBron or I want more sign. Yeah, it's you know, the same thing it's where thing it's just, in Boston where it's yep. like, I want to sign here and then I don't, you know, then I don't want to sign here. It's like then I leave. It just there's always something. With and he's the constant, constant in a sea full of variables. He's right. the one constant in every single dr- drama or situation or controversy that's been in his career. You know, it's always it's always something with him. And at some point, um, you got to kind of just look yourself in the mirror and be like, all right, what am I doing wrong here? Because I don't think he's absolved of any blame either with the reason why there's so much controversy around him. Always. Mm-hmm. It just always seems to be something. Um so I don't know if, if I'm a GM, I'm not trading for him. Not because I think he's a problem, just because I, the best the best ability is availability, and I don't know if he's going to be around. Um, so yeah, I think that's very true. Stuff I think very that's stuff true. And I just I just um, think they have to pretty much hope that the, you know the mandates, whatever they are, now get kind of eased off, um, or lightened or lifted or whatnot by April, May, June, which I don't know if it's possible in that short amount of time, but. You have no other yeah, choice. I mean, listen, we don't. We, it's even hard to speculate because we don't know what the world's going to look like. Hell, three months from now with this right. with this damn vaccine. I mean, who with this damn pandemic? I, it's it's hard to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen. I wish that these players were this passionate and this, you know, extreme about their views about this vaccine. If they if they took that same energy and applied that to I don't know when they actually had power, you know, a year ago and walked away and had a strike and actually held stuck to their guns and not let Obama and other people talk them back into playing. I wish they would have had this much energy for that. Yeah. You know, but you know, whatever. Well, there are um, many of them right now. That's the thing. There are many of them, but there are some, yeah. there, there are some guys that are, you know, Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving. These are stars. Like these are stars. These are their names that drive. And even guys like Draymond and LeBron with their comments have kind of just been sitting the fence and just being like, not really taking a stance, but just been like, all right, well, personal decision and whatnot. Right. So, but there's, I, I don't think there's like the Kyrie's, the Bradley Beals, there aren't many of them. If they are, they're not really speaking out like over 90% of the league is vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't really think they have too many allies in that, to be honest with you. True. But, but I also think it speaks to a lot of people's perception of the NBA, that these are just kind of spoiled entitled athletes that yeah. are self and in, self involved and don't really kind of look at the bigger picture of like, this isn't, this isn't just about you. This isn't just about, you know, and I'm someone that likes to look at it like, yeah, of course, Kyrie's a great player, good guy, whatever. But, you know, think of it as I'm some, I'm some front office worker on the nets and I'm basically mandated to go get a fucking vaccine. But this guy who's making $30 million a year. And, and I hate when people say like, Oh, it's not about the money, but it is. It's everything in the life is about the money. Like, so stop. power dynamics, yeah, power it's, dynamics. it's a power dynamic, yeah. you know, we all go to work because we get paid. We don't go to work because we like it. Some of us like our jobs and, you know, it actually adds to the fact that we like our job, but we're getting paid. We all have to put food on the table. We all, we all do that. Right. Same thing. You know, if I'm some, if I'm some guy working in the office at the, for the nets at Barclays making 20 bucks an hour, and I've got this fucking guy who's making 29 million, basically telling us, you know, Hey, I just don't want to get the vaccine. Cause you know, and I'll, I'll be willing to play whole games. Like it's just, it's just, it just looks bad. And yeah. people, some people just don't care about that stuff. But I think that is something that definitely needs to be looked at and needs to be talked about. It's like it's not just about you. It's not just a, an NBA story or an athlete thing. It, this is right. something that uh, you know affects everybody, it affects the entire planet, and affects every single person. But, along, they, t- all but class they are told lines. that people are told that. 
I, but they don't I, care. But that's, that's, that's what it that's is. It. It's just like they don't care. They right. don't care because there is an element of athletes that, that are just self-involved. But, not, but, but no, one will, no one will say that out loud. That's the difference. What you just and, said, and, no and, and that's what, and, and then you know me, I'm someone that likes to decode bullshit. It's like, no, they should say that. Yeah. Just say like, yeah, it's about, it's about me. And it's, I think I am better than everybody else. And I don't, I don't, I shouldn't have to be, you know, I'm a, I'm LeBron and I'm going to use some example. I'm LeBron and I make the NBA 200 million and I should be treated to a different standard than the guy making minimum wage in the office. Like, yeah, whatever. I would at least respect that. Then, you know, this like, fake oh well i'm just uh, you know i mean bradley beal's comments on that press conference you know during the media day i mean he just he just sounded you sound like a moron like you sound like yeah, a moron the, like you literally but, sound like a moron yeah but but those things are things that people are saying all the time every day like that that thought process is also yeah. a thought process that is going like is kind of predominant in this country right now and we call those people morons too so, <laughs> so just because you make 29 million and you get and you have a pretty face you have a bag it goes that way yeah. again you have a bag you know doesn't make you not a moron it just makes you a moron who has sick game like you're still a moron like and that's that that's again it's just it's dangerous rhetoric because again, a lot of people, whether we like it or not, look up to these athletes, look up to these right. celebrities, look up to these right. famous people. It's the same thing with the Nicki Minaj thing, you know. And I'm not one of those that like, oh, you're you're a role model. You're supposed to, you know. I, I fall into the camp of Charles Barkley, like, you know, as much as I love NBA players, Bradley Beal's not raising my kid. I am, so I get that there is an element of that. But I do think that do people do follow you, and I think that you do you're you have to be careful with the things that you put out there. I agree. Because, you know, I'm not saying you I, have a responsibility, but you do have to be careful because I, one of the elements I would of go as far as saying you have. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say one of the elements of fame and success is that people follow you and look at you for guidance, whether I agree with that or not. And if you are out here saying stupid shit or peddling misinformation, that, that that's a bad look. The same thing for Nicki Minaj. Like for you to sit right. here and say your cousin's boyfriend, sister's ex, husband, whatever, you know, balls don't work because he got the shot. It, it's just it's it's misinformation that's dangerous. But not just that. What bothers me most about that is that people will see that comment and they won't even believe it themselves, but they'll latch onto it because it just fits a narrative and they'll run with it, whether they believe right. it or not, exactly. just because it's a dissenting exactly. opinion. I right. but to go back to what you were saying, I do think that even like us to a certain extent has a if if I'm doing a show that's public like any given Sunday or the di- I think I have a responsibility when my voice is broadcasted in the public to be responsible with what I'm saying and to make mm-hmm. sure that my message isn't miscon- uh, misconveyed or taken out of context and that whatever I say to the best of my knowledge and to the best of my ability is factual and true period I don't I don't I, I don't think it's you know I don't think the players should be role models. I don't think it's their job to raise your children, like Charles Barkley would say. But the fact of the matter is that you do have kids looking up to you. You do have teenagers looking up to you. And I do think that you have to be very, very careful with what you say about anything, whether it's social justice, whether it's you know political or whatever it is. You you do have, I think, some sort of responsibility, especially if you're a public figure, to watch what you say and realize that your words can be taken out of context, that your every word can be scrutinized. I know it's not fair. I'm not saying it's fair. But that's just the way it is. This is um, the way it is. Nothing's fair. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. It's, it's, and even with us, man, like right now we're broadcasting live, you know, and I, I want to be sure that my message comes across clearly and that to my knowledge and, and to and in my opinion that who, whatever I think a dissenting opinion is or whatever I think the wrong side of the argument is doesn't take my words and run with it. It's it, You have to – and that's – again, that's like my problem with Jimmy Dore. That's my problem with those guys. 
where it's like you might lean left, quote unquote, whatever. But what you say and what you you can't be going on Tucker Carlson, you know, and, and saying mm-hmm. all this bullshit irresponsibly because now you're giving fodder to the other side. It's and I'm going to pivot again, which is like very similar to the Dave Chappelle thing. I just kind of tweeted about this, and I don't know how you feel about this. Oh saying, yeah, we can get into it. Yeah, my thing with that, it's like. I don't think he has any ill intentions. I don't think he's transphobic. I think he's someone who is trying to understand something. He's a comedian who's trying to be funny and he's also defending himself. So he's putting himself in this weird paradox where he's trying to do three things at once, but he doesn't understand that sometimes you repeat talking points. That's fodder for the, for the movement that you're trying to defend or for an issue that is very sensitive. And I think public figures have a responsibility to realize when they're doing that. You know, there's a reason why the Stephen Crowders of the world, the Fox Newses of the world, the Breitbart's of the world are latching on to Dave Chappelle's content of his last special. It's because he gave them fodder. See, we're going to disagree on this. I, nah. listen, I, I, I full full disclosure: I have not seen okay. the new special. I plan on. I've been. It's on my list of watching before they do take it down. God forbid. Um, but they, I, I do plan on watching it here in the next, you know, 24, 48 hours. And I, listen, I, I get, I'm trying to find the right words for this. So bear with me for a second. But, I got you. Um, you know, I think that we live in a society and a lot of, a lot of society has become oppression Olympics, right? Where it's like, you know, my oppression is greater than yours or this is that. So I think that a lot of the conversation is spark, you know, it's, it's, it's driven by that now where it's like, we can't have kind of a, a, a holistic view of the world, right. Without like someone being offended because someone said this or someone said that there's no nuance or there's no nuance thinking like, listen, do I think that Dave Chappelle means any ill intent with what he says? No, I think he's trying to really have a nuanced and witty conversation and he's using it through comedy and yes, people are going to be offended, but the level of vitriol and anger that he is causing, first of all, you're kind of helping his point because you're like, a lot of it, he's, a lot of it, he's just bringing the hypocrisy of not only the LGBTQ community, but cancel culture in general, right? So like a lot of people that I know, like my wife faces this, my wife is in law school and a lot of times they have these kind of hard conversations, right? And a lot of, and, and I think a lot of the criticism with people in the LGBTQ, and I want to say this, so look, I'm, I support the LGBTQ plus community. I have no, like, putting that out there already in front so no one jumps right. up. But I feel like a lot of the issues that a lot of people have with the LGBTQ community is this, this, uh, this aspect of like, oh, we're, we're our oppression or our hurt or our struggle for civil rights for lack of a better term is akin to what black people face in this country. And it's like, no, it's, it's, it's not. <laughs> and, and you have to stop doing that. Like it's not because like my wife eloquently told someone in her class, it's like, I'll use an example. Peggy Sue is gay or trans or whatever. You can become someone else. If you'd like to lie or to give off the impression that you're not gay or you're not trans or whatever. As a black person, I'm only going to ever be seen by my skin color. I can't be something else. To somebody, I'm always going to be a black person. I'm always going to be a black man, a black woman, a black kid, a black boy, a black girl, whatever. Right? And I think that a lot of people in the LGBT community, because again, I think that society spurs a lot of this conversation where it's like, oh, no, what's your oppression? Okay, is your oppression greater than this oppression and this oppression? Like, 
it's just becomes this like muddied water of oppression and no one's really kind of, I don't think anybody's really winning the argument because no one's going to win an argument like that. Like who wins an argument? Oh, well, black people are more oppressed or gay people are more oppressed or Jewish people are more oppressed. Or it's just, it just becomes silly. And I think that a lot of people in the LGBT community, and that's a, and that's a critique that a lot of people feel. A lot of people that I know, a lot of people in, in kind of my own social circles feel like, yo, like, they like to there's a there's an element of hypocrisy to the LGBTQ community because again they don't get worked up about some issues, but then when it's something that even remotely calls them out for something, it's like, oh my God, you know, whatever. And it's like, it, no, you have to be consistent with these things. And again, I'm not anti-LGBTQ plus. Like I have gay cut. I hate to even do the oh, I have gay friends in my community. You know, whatever. I get it. Like this is not me being anti. And listen, I get it. Could Dave Chappelle been a little bit more eloquent <laughs> in some of the things that he has said? Sure. But it's Dave Chappelle. Like, he's going right. to say things that are provocative. He's a comedian at the end of the day. And it's like, I just, I don't think that, I don't think that these things are as big of a deal as people are making them out to me. But again, I am also not gay. I'm not a part of that community. So you know, maybe if I was, I'd feel some type of way about it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so anecdotally, I, I, I mean, I'm a straight man, like completely straight, but I've considered myself a huge part of the community. My older brother was gay. Um, for those who don't know, I produced Ross Matthews show and most of my followers on Instagram are just gay, trans, lesbian, like whatever, uh, LGBTQ. Um, you know, I personally, and, and, you know, I, Maybe it's because I am not a black man. I don't. I don't receive the same type of hypocrisy. I don't. I don't see it as much. Um, that's right. just anecdotally. You know, during the Black Lives Matter movement, the most fiercest allies that I saw personally, to be honest with you, were the LGBTQ community. Um, that's just and what me. I'm saying is anecdotal, yeah. by the way, too. I'm not saying yeah, yeah. every single gay person is that. Yeah. Or every single I think you know right, lesbian or trans right. or whatever. Like, I'm, I'm not right. I'm, so I think, let me just yeah. put that out there. I think the problem comes, and I think we can both agree on this, is that when each marginalized group tries to equivocate their struggle with the others. Uh, mm -hmm. A woman's struggle is different from a black man's struggle, which is different from a trans woman's struggle, which is different from a gay man. Like it, it's all different. I mean, it, every, every group is marginalized, but in different ways. And I think, right. you know, when people try to compare it or try to say, Hey, like we're the same. It's like, no, we're not because it's not, you're not the same. But I do think that at the same time, we have to recognize that when there's rhetoric being thrown out there, it can be harmful. Things that Dave Chappelle said during that stand-up can be harmful to especially the trans community. When you say something like gender is fact, you came out and you had a like those are type of things that trans women get thrown in their face by mm -hmm. straight cis men who try to rape them or who try to take advantage of them or try to invalidate their presence in in this in this society like the same things he's saying are the same things that the steven crowders of the world used to throw in their face are the same thing that the ben shapiro's used to throw in their but, face but is anybody going to sit there and say that dave Chappelle is on the same scope as a no, no 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 it's, one's going to say that you're saying that but that's right. but that's but but then that's what people like me come in and it's like okay gotcha i see you where you're coming from but then it's like, then again, you have to step back for a second and say, okay, is what Dave Chappelle saying, can you put it on the same scope as a Steven Crowder no, or no. a Tucker Carlson? No. Or do you like, I I'm guess not saying it it's, bothers it's, people. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. It, it's not the same scope. I'm not saying that Dave Chappelle is saying anything that's like overtly transphobic and that he's a transphobic human being. What I'm saying though, is that if I have a belief that black lives matter, never am I 
ever going to give any fodder to a Tucker Carlson, to a Sean Hannity. If I believe that trans women and trans men are valid, I am never going to give any fodder to that community whatsoever. I understand the arguments, and I'm not going to make jokes about it to to normalize that train of thought. And what Dave did, which was in my mind completely unintentional, was he started normalizing misconceptions about the trans community that people who are opposed to the trans community use against them to stigmatize them and to keep Mm -hmm. them down and marginalized in society. I don't think he meant to do it. I'm not saying we should go and cancel Dave Chappelle and take a special. But a lot of people, but that's, but that's what you're saying. Some people are, but some people, I don't want to say all, But yes. a lot of people are doing that. A lot of people yeah. are like, oh, Jay but, Chappelle's the worst. You're, He's just you're, as bad as this. But you're going to get that with any outrage. You're going to get that with any outrage. That's, that's but but that is but but the thing is that that's what's driving a lot of this. It's 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 usually the loudest takes are the ones that are driving a lot of the right. the, the action on this. It's right. never like, uh, oh yeah, I see what he said was offensive, but you know, right. no, like what you're saying. You know, it, it's it's the folks that are like, oh yeah, Dave Chappelle and Stephen Crowder hang out. He, he probably wrote his but joke there aren't for him, many so people who are saying that man like that's no, the thing I, like, like i've been li- no. again like, i don't want to sit there and make it like everybody in the lgbtq community is doing that i'm not i'm, I'm first of all i haven't seen the special so it's right. hard for me to speak on the exact jokes i just know that what he said in other past specials yeah the issue for me is is that like while you're saying something that is eloquent and i can agree with and i can see there are mm-hmm. other people who take the extreme road which is like, oh yeah, Dave Chappelle now has to be erased from history because he's a he's 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 horrible. Like, there's I've read articles but, on gay writers that are like, oh, Dave Chappelle can kiss my gay ass because he's a homophobe. Well, they, like, what? Well, they, like, okay, why? Oh. <laughs> like, so, does, does anybody really believe that Dave Chappelle? First of all, does anybody really believe that Dave Chappelle, Stephen Crowder, all these people have like the same talking points, or no. even like, are even in the same? you know stratosphere when it comes to thought public thought and discourse. Do, you, do you think do you think jimmy Dore and tucker carlson have the same thoughts and same are in the same stratosphere i bet you a lot of our audience would say no but then why is why is he going on there to give him fodder like that's the point like i'm not i'm not giving ammunition to the other side especially when the other side's very dangerous and it's, it's basically invalidating the existence of my community i think a lot of people and i don't think they're nuanced enough to distinguish the fact between dave Chappelle not being you can be not transphobic or you can you can have a misunderstanding of trans issues and, and still learning and still unintentionally cause damage to the community and his words have caused damage and have normalized stigmas against that community but again i get what you're saying yeah my issue is again is like with the day or just when forget dave Chappelle. let's move away from dave Chappelle for a second for okay. a second and just anybody right so for instance dave Chappelle. Excuse me, is that burp? You know, hinted as hinted at saying, you know, gender is gender. You know, whatever you may think of yourself, gender is a lot. He hinted at it. He said it. He said it's a fact. He he said it. Said it that that gender is fact, right? Yeah. A lot of people. A lot of people that I know have that feeling. Yeah, but that's not not a anti-gay. No, but 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 that's not that's not a subjective thing. But but, but people think it's subjective. But let me let me finish. Okay. So a lot of people, <laughs> right? A lot of people that I know say like, you know, hey, I I support your right to practice whatever you want to practice. Whatever lifestyle you want to live, I support, right? Yeah. But to me, and I'm not saying me, I'm just saying people that I know, to right. them, they think gender is you are a male or a female, that's a fact. What you want to transition as or what you want to be described as, that is your personal choice and I I I support your right to do that. But 
to them, they're like, well, you're not going to dis, you know, you're not going to tell me that, you know, a duck is a dog and a dog is a duck because no, you were born as a duck and you were born as a dog. Like, like whatever. Right. They can have that opinion, not be homophobic. Right. right. Like that, that's, you can have that opinion. Now, some people will hear that and say, oh, yep, you're homophobic. That's it. Like there, there's no, there's no if, ands, or buts about it. You're homophobic just because you don't agree that I was born a woman and I can right. now be a man. Right. Like that's insane to me. Why I don't do I agree with it? And, I, and, and I, I don't agree with that, by the way. I, I don't agree with you either, but I don't think it's insane. And that's where we disagree. Yeah. Because I, I just. Uh, I don't agree with it. I want to make, I want to be mm-hmm. perfectly clear. I don't agree with someone saying that to you. I don't agree with people labeling that, but I do understand why someone's mind goes to that because the fact that gender is a spectrum and is something mm-hmm. that's fluid and is not a fact and is a social construct, that is the whole crux of the trans community and, and the queer community. Mm-hmm. That, that is, that is literally like the foundation of it. And I so for you that. to yes. say, so for you to go against it and say, oh, gender's a fact, you're the man or woman, you're basically just, you're you're destroying the foundation you're denying the fact that this even exists and to them you are making it seem like everything's in their head and this is bullshit and you can believe what you want to believe but it's not a scientific fact or 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 social science fact that hey gender is a fluid thing on a spectrum you're when someone says that what dave said that is going against the whole essence of what it is mm-hmm. to be who they are well, I don't agree that it's some homophobic or transphobic. I think a lot of people just don't understand the issue, and it's a very new thing that people are trying right. I, I to, think that's, to, to I think understand. That's part of it. I, I, I yeah. think that's a large part of it. And, that and I don't agree don't with people saying that. I, I think it's a very reactionary thing, but I do understand the anger and the frustration that comes along with it. I just wish that they would have a better understanding for people who have questions and an understanding of people who's like Dave Chappelle, who just like they mean well, for instance, but you know, might say the wrong thing or have a wrong belief or, you know, not believe in an objectivity, but it's very difficult to do so. I have more empathy for someone who gets mad at that because you're denying their whole existence. On top of it, you're giving fodder to the other side, which is impeding on their progress. That's my point. I can understand the anger. I don't, I don't agree with them coming at someone like that, but at the same time, I understand it and I'm empathetic towards it. And I get it too. And like, for instance, again, for the record, I don't agree with that, not with that, with that line of thinking, but I also see like, there's a lot of people that have strong feelings about, you know, the whole Dwayne Wade with his son situation. I know people in Mm -hmm. my family that are like, Hey, I support if that, if that, that child, because I don't want to say boy or girl, if that child decides that they want to be one thing or another, that's fine. I support that. I support his right, his or her right to do that. But I think there's a conversation to be had about how young can a child start transitioning to, you know, because then you get into, you know, science and medicine and, you know, are these things, you know, that is, that is a fair argument to have. I agree. But again, we've lost the ability in society to even have those kind of conversations. Again, if somebody even brings up like, Hey, I don't think that someone should transition at 13. Like that's probably something that should wait till you're 18, 19, where your body's a little bit more developed and matured and you understand the risk and you know, whatever, blah, 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 blah. No, we can't even have those conversations because now it's like, oh, no, you're homophobic. You don't believe in his right to choose it. Like, no, (laughs) it's just a simple fact that, hey, I don't think a 13-year-old should make that kind of decision. And so I can't. Your your, your reaction comes from you're frustrated with with the reactionaries and the overreactions that are impeding on an honest conversation. Exactly. That's my issue. And I'm someone like. 
So I'm full disclosure. I'm a fan of Dave Chappelle. I am a huge fan of Dave Chappelle, right? That doesn't mean that I support everything that he says or everything that he says is basically a, a, you know, a Bible verse. No. Do I agree with everything he, no, because, and that's, again, that's, that's the level of like the, that's the level of sycophant fandom that we live in, right? Like if you support yeah. someone, you have to support everything that they say, everything that right. they're about, everything that they need to do. That's it. You're a fan. That's it. Or if you're not a fan, you hate everything, right? Like, no, there's nuance. Like there's, I, I'm a huge Jay-Z fan. Jay-Z is my favorite rapper. Do I like every Jay-Z record he's ever put out? Like every single record Jay-Z's ever made is the greatest record ever. No, right. no, there's, there's records I don't like. That doesn't make me any less of a Jay-Z fan because I don't like, you know, right. a bonus track on Blueprint 2. Like, okay, I skipped that song. That doesn't make me a Jay-Z. Like, so that's where I'm coming from with this. It's like we've lost the ability to actually like sit down and have honest conversations because, again, everything has become so tribalistic. And so like we're in this group, we're in this camp, and we're planting my flag, right. and you're either with me or you're against me. And that's it. And I, yeah, like, I get the problem. things. And yeah. there's certain things that aren't negotiable for me. Like if someone says, I don't believe people are gay. Like, I don't believe you. I don't believe in a man should make No, then that's obviously something that there's no negotiating that. Like, who am I to tell you who you should like or who you should want to be? With? Like, I don't care. Like that, that's, that's, a, that's a non-starter for me. Right. But I do think there's a conversation to be had about, Hey, how young can a child transition? Right. Like, but I, I agree that, but again, the anger that's coming at Dave Chappelle is that's not what it is. Like the the non-starter for you is he he went against the non-starter for the trans community. That's my point to you, where it's like, and I think, like you know how a non you're non-starter for Black Lives Matter movies. If you don't think my life matters, I don't want. Well, that's the same thing. The trans community, they're non-starters. Like if you don't think my life and my identity is valid, then. I don't want to have a discussion I don't with you. Think, I don't, and again, I haven't seen this special. So yeah, yeah. I don't want yeah. anybody to attack me because I don't want to speak out of out of something that I have not seen. I'm yeah. just basing it on every comedy special he's done before the closer, right? I don't think that he's saying I don't believe that gay people should exist. I don't believe gay people have rights. I don't believe right. that gay. I, I don't think he's saying that. I think he. He's Dave, not. Dave Chappelle is an observationist. Yes, and he likes to call out the bullshit in society kind of like me. That's why I gravitate a lot to, to, you know, and his basic thing is like, he made it. One of the jokes that I saw in excerpt of is like the baby only got the rapper, the baby right. got scorn is because when he said some stupid shit about the LGBTQ community, not about the other heinous shit that he's done right. that actively should have gotten him canceled as well. Right. And, and there's truth to that. Dave, and I think Dave is using observational comedy to highlight right. like, Hey, it shouldn't just be about like when someone says something stupid about the LGBT community, like the baby allegedly, I should say that allegedly murdered somebody. Right. Why isn't there, <laughs> why isn't there outrage about that? But he says something ignorant and I agree ignorant about the gay community. It's like, no, no, he's, he's done, done. That's it. Over. No coming back from that. And I think that that's what Dave Chappelle is trying to hide. Now you could say clumsily he's doing that, or you could say ill-informed or, we could have yeah. used a better choice of words. Right. Fine. We can have that discussion, but I right. don't think to go to the extreme of like, like the dear, like the dear white people uh, showrunner, like, Oh, Netflix, I didn't pay attention to that. You know, like, like, like but yeah. that's, but, but see, that's a lot of the conversation that gets highlighted. Well, I, it's not the people like you. It's not even people right. like me where people are kind of in the middle that kind of see both sides. It's, you know, the showrunner from Dear White People, they're like, oh, yeah, well, right. I'm boycotting Netflix until they fire Dave Chappelle. Well, like, so here's the thing, right? Now, while I don't agree with that take, the one tweet that I do empathize with her 
is the fact that she showed her DMs and she saw what people were saying to her in her DMs. Mm-hmm. What Dave was saying in his special, although he wasn't the bullhorn to do it, he is still normalizing the people who do that to go into the DMs and do that. And and to I think call her do that anyway, though. That's I, the, that's I, people are going to do that anyway. But you know, for instance, like Dave makes a point, right? You cannot if if you say something about the gay community, like people will come at you. That is becoming normalized. Where it's like, hey, you can't fuck with the gay community. Period. This is fucking mm-hmm. bullshit. We're sick of it. Right. Like, right. and to me, and I agree I, with I think, that. I agree with it too. I agree with a hundred percent. Um, and I I think there's a reason for that though. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. No. No. I get I get what you're saying. I just think that. I just don't I don't buy the whole like you know if you say this then you're normalizing like the much extreme versions of what you're saying. It's like I, I don't necessarily buy that. Like I, for I instance, think- if I if I decide one day if Tucker Carlson in his infinite wisdom decides he wants to debate me, yeah, and he invites me onto a show, I'll gladly go on a show because why? Tucker Carlson gets 15 million people that watch his But if watch you his show. go on his show, I would bet money that you would go at him. And you wouldn't play buddy buddy with him. I I, I would go at him. I know. I would challenge a lot of the shit that he says, right? Right. But that's not the argument. And that's not the debate. The debate is you shouldn't even go on his show. It's like the reason why. So the reason why, though, is because when these people go on their shows, like a Jimmy Dore, he's he's mm -hmm. buddy buddy with him and he spends more time damaging the people who are closest to him on the political spectrum than he does the opposite side of the argument. So what if, so what if, and I'm just, and I'm, I'm not trying, we're not trying to get veered off guys. I promise we're yeah, yeah. tight back. Yeah, so okay. Makes so what if Jimmy, what if, what if Tucker Carlson agrees with me on Afghanistan, right? Okay. A bloke, a broke clock is right twice a day. And there are some things that I listen. I think Tucker Carlson is like disgusting and vile, but there are things that he says that I'm like, oh, okay. I, I, I'll nod in my right. head too. But like the, he has some casual understanding of like right, some but, but, populist understandings. He has a terrible agenda. But right. I, I, some things I can actually like nod my head to, and if we actually find some agreement on things, right, that doesn't mean that like I am accepting of the 98 percent of other terrible shit that he said. We just agree on this one thing, and if he wants to have me on his show to talk about that one thing, sure, we can have a discussion. We can even have a but debate you, about other shit. But how, you, but how you talk about it is important, though, right? So like Jimmy, for instance, will go, and this is a hypothetical. I, I'm not saying that he has done this, but Jimmy will go on to talk about Afghanistan. And what he'll do is he'll trash Biden. He'll trash AOC. He'll trash the squad. He'll, he'll trash all that and not balance it out with the other side while and being that, on the home that's court the problem. on yes. the other side. No, I agree with you. I, agree. I have no I, doubt in my mind that if you went on there, you'd be objective and and you would be either you you wouldn't let you wouldn't let Tucker get away with like doing the whole no well, I'd, I'd call President him Obama did this Biden you would be like no yeah you you like yes Obama did this Biden did this but listen Trump did this and Bush did this so don't even like that's what I'm talking about or like, or like what I always do I I say both yeah. parties have blood on their hands like right which is fact equally shit, if it's okay right? I'm not like, saying it's not okay to acknowledge what I'm saying is that if you're going on a, if if you're going on another opposing home court whatever of someone who you do not politically agree with you have to make sure you don't give them fodder and you don't give them talking points to springboard off of you that's my point and I think that's that's yeah. what Dave Chappelle's doing he's not doing it intentionally I don't think he's transphobic I don't think he's doing it on purpose 
but with Dave Chappelle's special did and just go look at Steven Crowder and the Daily Wire and Fox News. He gave him a springboard to push more transphobic but I, but bullshit. And it wasn't on purpose. But I think that those and and, 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 and again, 100 percent agree with you. Yeah. Don't won't even challenge that. But the only thing that I come back on is I think that the Steven Crowders and those vile people would have done that anyway. They would, they would have, but the not other, in the name of Dave Chappelle. And they okay, wouldn't, but they they wouldn't claim Dave Chappelle. Or they would have yeah, named it, somebody but, like, like that's I'm not saying that, they wouldn't that's, have. But, but, but that's what I'm but, trying to understand. It's like Dave Chappelle was a necessary evil for them at the moment. Like right. but but these people are still going to do that regardless, irregardless of Dave Chappelle. Right. Whether I say something, you say something, you know, Michael Jordan says something, LeBron says something, name a celebrity, right? I'm not mm-hmm. putting myself on the celebrity list, but whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. Like name a celebrity, right? Like they would have done this anyway. And that's what like I think people again take But that doesn't but that doesn't make that doesn't make everything. Dave Chappelle being a springboard irrelevant though. He still shouldn't make himself a springboard for that. That's my point. Who cares if they would have done right. it already? We don't need Dave Chappelle giving them fodder, and we don't need them claiming Dave Chappelle for the next three years or the next five but, years or the next ten years then, until Dave Chappelle realizes, oh, what I said wasn't objectively true. Now I'm going to take it back. When he normalized that conversation, those people can now use Dave Chappelle as an example to normalize that conversation. I guarantee you tomorrow Dave Rubin's going to have a video about Dave Chappelle normalizing this conversation. Right. And but, but again, the whole alt-right is going to be having a conversation about Dave Chappelle, a hero normalizing this conversation, and some 16-year-old who's on YouTube is going down that alt-right pipeline. line. like, oh, I think right. Chappelle's funny. That's the problem. It's it's bigger than that. It's not that Dave Chappelle is this. It's that Dave Chappelle just gave content for the next month, two months, three, whatever, however long this lasts for the alt-right to spew their bullshit, even though he did it unintentionally. That's that's the point. Right. Yes, they would have found I, it somewhere I, else. And I, and I, but and it I doesn't see matter. what you're saying. And I see what you're saying, and I'm not trying to ignore someone's anger towards Dave Chappelle or using Dave Chappelle as water. My only thing is I'm someone that likes to put the bullshit out on the table and say, see, decode that. Like, yeah, of course, Dave Rubin tomorrow is going to champion Dave Chappelle as basically the next, you know, Nelson Mandela. Of course he is. I'm telling, <laughs> but what I am telling the LGBTQ community that is that is clearly disappointed and angry right now, I say, look, pause for a second. It, it, take Dave Chappelle out of it for a second. Of course they're going to champion Dave Chappelle because he pushes their agenda. They're full right. of shit. Because if tomorrow right. Dave Chappelle puts out a video that says, fuck the right, all of you people are fucking ridiculous and terrible <laughs> and awful and vile people, the, the right. Wednesday segment will be, you know, Dave Chappelle is awful and he should be jailed right. and he should be burned at the stake. And again, that is what I'm trying to convey out there, that it's like, again, these people latch onto things because it pushes their political agenda, not because right. they actually support. And, and I get that you're saying the same thing, too. But, right. but why feed into that? But I don't think Dave Chappelle cares if he's feeding into it. Dave Chappelle is trying to look at the world through his op- – I get what right. you're trying to- Dave Chappelle is trying to say, look, I think it's funny that this happens here, but this doesn't happen here when objectively comp- you know, making a point about the LGBTQ community. Right. I don't think he cares. I think Dave Chappelle is the type of person like I'm going to say what I feel. Right. And I don't care who and- latches onto it because whoever latches onto it, you're kind of – you're kind of the, the 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 critique that I'm giving, right? Like I think that you're the like like what I told somebody like somebody who I know is gay, and they're kind of in the middle on it. Like they understand the upset, but they also kind of like like Dave Chappelle, so it's kind of weird. It's like I get it, but I don't get it kind yeah. of thing. 
And it's like, I tell them, it's like, well, these people don't understand. And I'm saying these people, I'm saying the people that are outraged. What they don't understand is like, hey, you're kind of, <laughs> you're kind of doing the same thing that Dave Chappelle is actually kind of making fun of you of doing. It's like the outrage culture of like something happens or I say a joke and it's like everybody's instantly outraged at the fact that oh, you, you can't say that as opposed to like taking a step back and saying like, what is he actually trying to say? What is the message that he is trying to convey? And I think that that's kind of the conversation that needs to be had instead of, but again, we're all so quick to just say, oh, Dave Chappelle said something about OGG. Okay, that's it. He's got to be canceled. Yeah, I'm not saying I, you're I, doing that. I'm yeah, not I'm not doing that. Friends of yours are doing that. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not saying that. I'm not trying to generalize that everybody in the LGBTQ community is doing that. But again, the loudest voices of the community that are on Twitter, that are on social media, that drive the discourse, some of them are. And they're driving a lot of the narrative against Dave Chappelle without right. really stepping back and looking at it from a holistic view and saying, okay, what is Dave Chappelle actually trying to say? Right. So I, I get what you're saying now. I, I think I have a better understanding of what you're saying. You're saying that Dave Chappelle has a point of view on something mm-hmm. in your mind. And I agree with you on this. I don't think it's intentionally transphobic. I don't think he's trying to hurt anybody. He's just doing observational humor that he sees. And this is how he sees the world. He throws it out to the world and he turns his back and he walks away. Because it's not his responsibility to dictate who takes what and what they do with it, right? Okay. And you and 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 for that, you cannot like that. Like there are people yeah. that just don't like that. Like people feel like, oh no, you should have more responsibility with your words. I, I'm one of those and, people. And, I think you and, should. And I really think you should. And I'm someone I that I I respect someone that says, here, this is what I think of the world. I may not agree with it. Again, yeah. Do I agree with 100 of everything? No, I don't. But I respect someone that says, here, this is what I think. I'm putting it out to the world, and whoever consumes it, consumes it, right? Whether they agree with it, don't agree with it, whatever. It's not my job to dictate discourse and narrative. Okay. You know, I can respect that. Now, some people won't. Some people, again, it's it, it's it just gets so frustrating because we've lost the ability to actually have nuanced discussions about anything in life now, right? Without yeah. it being, yeah. you're this, you're that. You were this. Like, I'll share a story because everything is anecdotal, right? So I was in a meeting. So for those of you who don't know, my day job is in IT. I work for the city. So I'm in a meeting with a bunch of like Microsoft people, tech people, whatever, whatever, for my job. And we have a person, I won't use names, but they have a, a name that sounds like a female name, but it's applied in this term to a person that, you know, identifies as male, right? And, you know, it's trans. So long story short, one of the texts on the, in the, in the meeting or whatever says, you know, I'm just going to use a fake name, you know, Josh, you know, Josh, he, you know, did this, that, X, Y, Z. Literally the media comes to a halt and it's like, it's not he, it's she. And like, this person is literally jumping down this person's throat. And it's like, and I didn't say anything, but then I kind of stepped back and it's like, you basically just attacked this person, <laughs> attacked his credibility, attacked his character when all he did was made a mistake. Right. Uh, an honest and innocent mistake at that, right? Like, yeah. It could have just simply been addressed by, hey, you know, either after the meeting or pulled right. to the side, or we have literally a Teams chat where you can chat in private with the person and say, hey, you know, I identify as this and I prefer to go at my pronouns. This is that, right. Other, right? Instead, you've just labeled this person and embarrassed this person in, in a call of, you know, 20 something people. It's like, 
why did that need to happen? Like, is, I don't believe that that person was transphobic. I just think right. he saw a name and just assumed, oh, that's a male or a female or whatever. I don't think they had enough time to actually like process like, oh, da, 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 da. right. And I, I, I'm like, that's what I'm talking about, right? Like, again, we're we're so, and I'm not saying everybody. I'm not saying in every community. I'm not saying in every group. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that we're uh, just as a whole, right? everybody is so quick to just like, oh, okay, Josh said something stupid. He's a racist. That's it. No, no, no nuance, right? <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, you know, and, and it's like, no, we we can't, we can't survive as a, a society like that. Like where it's like, we don't have the ability to like actually see where people are coming from and actually, and, and look at, and I'm sure we'll touch on this, like with the John Gruden thing, like John Gruden says something racist. Now, yeah. I think what John Gruden said, I don't think you just casually say that. I don't, like, I, don't, I don't think that's <laughs> yeah. something that yeah. you just like casually like whoops slipped yeah. out <laughs> you know like yeah. no like i think he's used that kind of language and rhetoric before and he's now just been caught um so i think it's different and i don't think it applies in every situation but i think that i just i use that situation to highlight like again we're so quick to demonize and to dunk on people instead of like actually saying like okay maybe this person just made an honest mistake and didn't Give more, grace to, it. Yeah. Give, give more grace, more grace and yeah. actually try to teach people and say, Hey, right. look, you know, I identify as this and I would prefer to be called these. Other. And I'm sure that person would have been knowing the person, like I know, you know, would have been like, Oh, okay, cool. Like, right. sorry, my bad. Won't happen again. Yeah. And I think both things can be true. Right. I think, I think what I'm advocating for and what I'm saying is true. And I think what you're saying is true as well. I, I do think there are like, you know, reactionaries that, you know, do a harm or a disservice to the movement that they're advocating for because of the way they handle certain situations. Um, mm -hmm. And I understand that it, it can be very frustrating to see. It can be very frustrating to be a part of like, you know, I, I have a lot of white friends who aren't racist, but you know, they might ask a question or they might say something and they feel like they're being attacked if they don't say the right thing when their heart's in the right place. And that can be very frustrating. And I think a lot of, you know, cis straight men are having the same problem or cis straight women are having the problem now where it's like, okay, I, I want to support you. I want to be an ally of, you know, the transgender community, but you can't come at my throat every single time something happens. Right. And, and I, I, I Ignorance I on that. an issue doesn't make you a racist or doesn't right. make you a homophobe. Right. Or whatever, you know, it just makes you ignorant. Like you're not, you're not knowledgeable in a situation. So you're, you right. have a weakness, an obvious weakness that needs to be addressed. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you make an ignorant comment about black people, I don't think that it necessarily makes you racist, but it does highlight that you have a, a, a lack of knowledge on this particular yeah. subject. And either you shouldn't speak until you do have a knowledge on that subject, or yeah. you should communicate with other people in that community to gain a better understanding of, them. you yeah. know what I mean? I, I also, and this will be my final point, and I, I think you might agree with this. I do have, like I said, I do have empathy for a marginalized group who feels like they're drowning, right? Like if you feel like you're drowning and you feel like every time you come up for air, someone pushes your head back down underwater, you're going to get hysterical. You're going to grasp for air. You're going to do things. And I'm not justifying the behavior. I do agree with you that there are a lot of reactionaries that don't necessarily do things and go about things in the right way or 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 might, you know, stir away some allies or and, and whatnot but i do understand the hysteria to a certain extent where it's like we are trying to be validated in society and at every turn 
we are just being pushed underwater every time we yeah. have a chance to somebody breathe. Somebody says and something I, stupid. I get, somebody does yeah. something and, stupid. Or, some or someone unintentionally gets passed. Right. That's, or someone yeah. unintentionally, like David Chappelle, gives fodder to a movement that's trying to keep our head underwater. And all I'm saying is that I get the frustration with that. I understand that. I, I can. I can. I can see that. So to me, that's more harmful, and that is something that I'm going to talk about and address my concerns with rather than what you're saying even though i do think that what you're saying is valid and what you are saying holds true and is a good point yeah and i and and listen i i get it again i feel like as as much as anybody i'm an ally of the lgbtq community i'm not trying to make this a critique yeah. we're saying you know all gay people must die now like no i'm, I'm please yeah, yeah. don't like i'm not <laughs> doing it I'm just, again, I'm just trying to understand and again uncover the bullshit because a lot of times when you when you just when you dive into the waters of social media and again you 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 become part of these camps a lot of misinformation and bullshit just gets thrown out there and i think that sometimes we just have to kind of swim through and navigate through the bullshit and see like okay what are the actual issues what are the actual problems that we're all here right. trying to address and um i get it you know we're just we're better for that if we do that instead of just kind of like okay yep dave Chappelle's a racist or dave Chappelle's a homophobe or dave Chappelle's yeah. this or this person's that or this person's this without really um truly understanding what what's happening so good follow-up yeah uh, that, was, good, that was a good, good way to end it good good co- yeah good conversation <laughs> uh, we probably haven't haven't changed anybody's minds hopefully hopefully we have but you know probably not and well um, I, you know. like i said i think both things are true I, I think what i said is true i think what you said is true too you know there can you can have two opposing views and both of them be true and valid yeah. and i I, yeah. I don't think we're too far off i just think we have a little disagreement on some, certain nuance and how it affects and, and responsibility that's all yeah yeah cool um let's move on to the nfl uh we're not going to recap every game this week um but uh before we get into kind of like what are the things that stood out for us uh in the league this week um is anybody having a worse week than urban meyer jesus christ (laughs) talk about controversies my god but honestly i know you're not a big college football fan but you know i'll take solace in this that um None of nothing that is happening right now actually shocks me or surprises me. If you actually yeah. follow college football, if you follow Urban Meyer's history, you would know that this is kind of par for the course for him. He's a phony. He's been a fraud and he's been a phony for a long time. And yeah. now the NFL world is actually seeing it, which is kind of funny. But um, you know, he's he's always done things like this. Like this is a guy who's a God fearing man, but yet. You know, <laughs> This football team employed rapists, murderers, all right. kinds of folks. I mean, just look at that Florida team. You know, you'll get the gist. And, you know, now obviously we talk about the issues at Ohio State. And then now obviously here. Uh, yeah. Urban's having a, a a rough week. I mean, they got to fire him, right? At this yeah. point. you, you, you uh, I'm surprised they didn't fire him before this, this game, to be honest with you. Is he trying to get fired? <laughs> That's the question. You know, the see, UFC job is out there. See, here's the thing. He, he, could, he could be, he could be, he could be pulling the strings here. He could I be don't, very I Machiavellian don't, in this. I, I hear, I hear a lot of theories about that. I don't know Urban Meyer as well as you do. So I, I think your opinion would be more valid than mine. I don't think anyone would try to get fired. I would have a no, hard time. I don't think he's trying to get fired. I, yeah. I, yeah I, I don't think he's trying to be, I think he just can't help himself. <laughs> That's the right. <laughs> can help himself. I don't think he's trying to get fired. I think he genuinely right. can't help himself. Yeah. I think this is who he is. Um, and listen, that doesn't take away from the fact that I think he's a brilliant football mind. I think he's a tremendous. I don't think he's. I, I, I just never thought he would work in the NFL for this and other reasons. 
But I, it doesn't take away from him. He's a great football coach, and he would instantly elevate whoever he would coach at the, at the college level. But he's he's just he's that person, and he is this person, and he just continues to be this person. And it's not a shock. It's not a surprise. And um, no, I don't think he's trying to get himself fired. But I think he will eventually get fired. I, I just don't think there's certain things coaches can survive. I don't think when you lose a locker room like what it sounds like he's lost. It's like he never had it. Well, he never had it to begin with. Well, yeah. he's never. Yeah, he probably never had it to begin with. And then, of course, the decisions that he's made, the hires, the 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 the, the, the shoehorning the Tebow thing into being a thing for the thousandth of time, you know, um, all these things have just kind of left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth. And then, of course, you get into the season and then you do this. Yeah, there's no point at all. I mean, when your owner basically comes out and just basically trashes you, yeah, I I I don't. I don't see this lasting very much. You know, I think they're both going to just say, you know what, listen, you want to go back to college. We don't want you here. Let's just shake hands. Agree that this was a mistake. Act like it never happened. And let's go on our merry way. Like, you think he, he survives the season or you think he's gone in the next couple of weeks? <sighs> I mean, it, it's hard to say. I think he, I think if I had to gun to my head, water gun, of course, um, water guns in my head, especially now that you know school canceled. shootings are up. Don't, don't want to get canceled. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't want to get canceled. Plus, their school shootings are up. You know, you know, oh, people yeah. are outside, so people are getting shot. You know, it's the right. American dream. Um, it's an American slogan. Slogan: People are outside, so people must get shot. Um, it's an American slogan. Um, I think he survives this. Uh, yeah, it's hard to say, just because I, I don't put it past him that he'll do something stupid again. Um, I'm going to say gun to my head. Um, I think he doesn't last the season. I think eventually it, it, it's, it's growing to be such a problem where I don't think that I think if you're cha- I think if you're, you're con and you're anybody in that organization, you just say, look, this clearly isn't working. Let's, let's, let's just pivot here. Let's recalibrate. Let's, let's go our separate ways and let's just find an exit here. Um, the season's already a disaster. A, they weren't winning anyway, so you can't even use that as an excuse. Like, oh, well, they're trying to win, or no, they were. This was a developmental year anyway. Number one, number two, they're not doing good anyway. So maybe getting him out of the building is a is a is an addition by subtraction. Um, so yeah, I I I think at I think he maybe lasts to like week seven, week eight. But after that, I think he's done. I, I just don't see. I just don't see it surviving much longer. I mean, the whole the whole thing with the club, not flying back with the team. I mean, just these are just bad, bad, bad. But yeah, but I think Urban's an easy one. The, the, the one that's going to be interesting is John Gruden. We touched on it a little bit, but the John Gruden one is going to be interesting. Mm, I don't think anything. You don't think you don't think it's going to happen to John Gruden? Because it happened 10 years ago and he wasn't even a part of the organization. He wasn't even in the league. I mean, I. I agree with you in the sense where it's like that doesn't come out of your mouth. <laughs> uh, he, he, he wasn't he wasn't actively a part of the league, but he was calling Monday Night Football. Yeah, he, he was my thing is like and a voice I, of the league. I think you'll agree with this. I don't think you can retroactively punish people for something they've said or done before they were a part of your organization. Like, especially when it's something like this. like if it's murder, obviously it's like okay, we don't want to murder our team. But if it's something like this, where it's like to us, it's it's very clear cut like intentions, but like. Really, like, what are you, you what are you going to do? You you can't suspend yeah, him for something a, he said. It's just a terrible. It's just a terrible. You, you can't thing. find like, him I for hate, an action he did ten years before you hired him. You can't suspend him for it. Like, you can't do anything. There's nothing you can do. 
Um, so to me, I, just- I think this is different because I think it is involving league matters. And while he may not have been, it's not like a situation where like, oh, we're going to now put out there Josh Hader's tweets from when he was in fucking sophomore in high school where he said black holes got big asses like like okay like really this is what we're doing like clearly like the guy's 30 now you're making tweets from when he was 15 like like i can attest i was a different person at 15 than i was at and i am at 30 (laughs) like just everybody is right so i think but this is different this is a very powerful person in the league john gruden someone who's a, a, a name in the league Yes, it was 10 years ago, but it was about league matters, league matters that are still happening today with a person that's still involved in the league today. And this is someone that is ahead of your organization. This is different. You know, this isn't some just guy off the street or just some guy in a scout somewhere like this is the head coach. He's running the organization. That's the other thing. Like John Gruden is running the organization. I know Mayock's the GM, but he's the GM. And Gruden's the guy in the Raiders. Everybody knows it. This is different. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't, I don't know how you, you know, if yeah. you, the tweet from 10 years ago where, you know, he says something stupid like bitches get stitches. Like, that's one thing you could kind of, maybe he's grown. Yeah. You know, this is like, he literally is talking about the player rep or the, the, the head of the players association. And using a racist term to describe the players' association rep, like eh, yeah. I don't know, that's, that's 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 a little bit of a that's a little bit of a tough one to to try to rationalize. Yeah, I know, I get it, dude. I, I I can't rationalize it, but I I just don't know what kind of punishment you can retroactively do. That's all. I don't think that's true. That's true. What can there's nothing. Really there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, it's like I said, it's not murder. He didn't rape any. Like it's nothing, you know, substantial in the sense where like, you know. It's like a felony. <laughs> what you did. If you were um, a player yeah. in that locker room, you know, if you're Josh Jacobs in that locker room, yeah, you know, I think, like, I, I think well, that's the thing. Like, we don't know. His, I, think, I don't I know his personal do, but relationship, think, but I think you do fear someone. See, I'm conflicted on this one because I get everything that you're saying, and I normally tend to to, to stick where you're at. Yeah, I'm think, surprised again, you're, you're kind of pushing a, back a little bit. But I th- no, what yeah. I think this is such a unique situation because, again, it is John Gruden. He is the head yeah. of this organization for all intents and purposes. But, and he is, again, he's he's on a subject talking about something that is current. You know, It's not like he was talking about, you know... Uh, rap music of the 90s or some shit like that. Some innocuous thing that has nothing to do with anything. It's this particular issue. And then of course you have the issue of the NFL and race, lack of black coaches, you know, Hey, we're making initiative to, you know, be woke and black lives matter. And Hey, we got Dr. Dre performing at the, you know, at the Super Bowl, And, right. you know, we stand with Colin Kaepernick, even though you won't give him a job and all these other things. <laughs> and, and it's like all these things that you're trying to get away from. And then it's like, Oh, here comes John Gruden and his Michelin tires comment. Like, <laughs> It just seems, and it's like if nothing yeah. happens to him, then it's like you're sending, which is not unlike the NFL to do mixed messages. The NFL, nah, never, never. Um, it's unlike it. Just it just is a bad look. That's all I'm saying. It's just a bad look. It is that you're saying, hey, we we want to make we want to make active strides in understanding race and equality and all these other things, but you know, John Gruden can get away with calling yeah. D. Marie Smith. No, you know, I I just think their hands are tied. I I, I mean, I don't like it. You don't like it, but. I'm not going to call for a punishment for someone what some someone said 
something they said, <laughs> you know what I mean, 10 years ago. Um, so, yeah, you, you know, it, it, it does. Yeah. I, I, I do raise my eyebrows a little bit at him now. Like, I, I doesn't surprise me that he said it. To be honest with you, but it like, now that I, like, like I said somewhere yeah. in a group chat, I was like, yeah. you know, am I shocked? Nah, yeah, if you just kind of look at John Gruden. I mean, that's listen. the same thing. Like you know, the whole Jericho thing with his um his um mother in law and like the same thing. Or it was just kind of like, really? Oh man, like I'm not shocked though. I'm not shocked. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know this is probably an unpopular thing to say, but honestly, yeah. does it surprise me that like every white person is not a little racist sometimes? I, <laughs> Especially, it was like again, this is not a millennial. This is not a Gen Zer. This is a but, fucking. I mean, guy also like, yeah. I, and what he said to me wrong. Like I, again, like that's not that's not casual. What he's that's not like a no. casual like. No. Um, but he you know, even you like, like casual stereotype. I mean, yeah. he used some. Yeah, he did. I, that, that that you yeah. you got you got a you got a veteran card when you're using shit like that. <laughs> Lips are Michelin tires. Like really, really. <laughs> Damn. Like I'm surprised he used porch monkey and. You know, shit like that. Like, yo, that's that's some that's some yeah. But yeah, I know I get what you're saying, man. I, I yeah. think again, it's hard to then say like, oh yeah, someone should get fired. Yeah, something they said ten years ago. And and again, I'm someone that I hate that to me. You know, you know, or somebody does something good, and all of a sudden we're pulling up tweets from what they did fifteen years ago out of context, out of anything. I just right. yeah, that that rubs me the wrong way. I agree with you on that, but I don't know. This one is different because, again, it was an email. It was concerning league matters, and I know people want to say he wasn't in the league. I mean, he was calling. He was, was calling Monday Night Football. It wasn't yeah. like he was sitting on a boat in Montana somewhere, not involved in league matters. Like he and was, it was like it was like league business. What he was doing, yeah. right? Yeah, right. I so, get it. Yeah, I get it. It's 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 interesting. I I'm, I'm ultimately I'm with you though. I don't I don't think he. Faces, my, I mean, I think I think the Raiders to save face might suspend them a game or two just to say they did something, or that they don't stand for that kind of language or whatever. They'll they'll suspend them for a game or two. The legal, the, I I can see the league saying, "Look, we don't want to do anything, but just to save face, take a two two game suspension, a little fine, it'll go away, whatever." Right? Yeah, I can see something like that happen. Yeah, I get too. Yeah, so. Um, but let's go, but let's but let, but yeah let's let's move on to some on the field matters um anything that stuck out to you in week five of the 2021 nfl season i'm officially worried about the kansas city chiefs <laughs> yeah I, I mean I you can lose to buffalo which is fine but the way they lost mm-hmm. to buffalo no nah, man <laughs> not at home yeah. not like that it looks, it looks sloppy yeah look disinterested yeah, the just the men, the thing that's concerning is the mental mistakes. I mean, I, I Mahomes just looked lost and bad, and just the bad. I think picks. you tweeted something. You tweeted like, "Is Mahomes drunk?" I laughed out loud. It was funny. Yeah, he, but like, like seriously, honestly, like, yeah. <laughs> drunk? Like I'm just like, <laughs> has he has he been watching the uh, thirty for thirty on the Mets and 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 living that eighty six Mets yeah. lifestyle? Jesus Christ! Oh uh, man. No, I mean, uh, listen, I, I'm with you. I, I would be a little. I don't, I'm not going to go to full on panic mode and worry like, oh, they're not going to make the playoffs. I, yeah. I think I, I've reached a point where I'm concerned. I think they're definitely in a Super Bowl hangover. Um, yeah. Listen, I'm a I'm a big believer. You know, Parcells used to say this too. You know, the hardest thing in, in any sport is to get to a final World Series, Super Bowl, whatever, and lose, and then come back next year and have to do it all over again. Yeah. And you know, Collinsworth, in, in the midst of all his bullshit that he says normally, um, hinted at this. Like, you know, maybe that Super Bowl took a lot out of the the chiefs than we really let on before 
yeah, they don't look right. You know, even the offensive line, the, you know, the much ballyhooed improvements, to the offensive line doesn't really seem like it's done much. Uh, the offensive line still looks shaky. Um, the defense is still a problem. I think if you want to, I think if you want to direct it to football reasons, not just like intangibles, I, I think the defense is still a problem and it's getting worse. Like, you know, I think we talked about it offline, you know, that it's, it's only so much you can survive with a bad defense. You know, eventually yeah. you have to try to get the defense better and they just haven't. And I think that it's catching up with them. You know, it's like they've lived by this mantra of just having a decent enough defense where it's like our offense is so good that we can withstand a shitty defense. I think that's catching up to them now. And I think because well, their offense is not as good as it was before. I mean, it's not bad offense, but it's nowhere near as potent as it was couple of years ago in my opinion at least no and i think i just i just think they don't run the ball enough that's that's kind at of the issue i have with the run for, yeah don't, well i don't think they have a great running game i i well eight i don't think they run the ball enough because i don't think they have good running backs like clyde is edward hilaire is nice he's decent he's hurt he's hurt now he's so. hurt and he's hurt yeah. now and even when he's healthy he's a solid running back i don't think he's a superstar i don't think he's a game changer and i'm not yeah. saying that you need a game changer at the position but you know just imagine if they had um kareem hunt before yeah, Kareem Hunt, you know, yeah. before he decided to beat beat females up, um, yep. you know, just imagine where this offense would be. I, I think that all those things are trying to catch up to them. The lack of a, a consistent running game, the offensive line, and then the defense. I think it's all these things that we've kind of always had concerns about with the Chiefs. Yeah. I think it's finally catching up with them. Um, you know, and it's like it's only so much that your offense can mask to the point where it's like, no, I think other and other people, and I think other other teams around the league. If I don't, I wouldn't say they would, they've caught up to the Chiefs from an offensive perspective, but I think they're not as intimidated because they know because any game you play against the Chief, you know you're going to score points. So you just have to make enough plays on defense to at least slow them down, where you give yourself a chance. Right, right. You're not going to outscore them necessarily, but you can at least slow them down to win. Right, because you know they're they're going to give you twenty eight plus. <laughs> you're going to get it, yeah. Because if you know if you play the Chiefs, you know you're scoring 30. Like right. it's guaranteed you're scoring 30. Right. So you just have to do enough to keep them from scoring, you know, 35. You know what I mean? Right. You know, create turnovers, get to Mahomes, put pressure on them, whatever. You have to do enough to really change the game on that side of things. And then you give yourself an opportunity. So I, I think that so in that regard, I think the league is caught up to to the Chiefs. So it's gonna be very interesting. It's gonna be very fascinating. I still think they'll be there at the end. I really do. You know, yeah. I, I, I just, again, you're going to have to show me that in a, in a big game in January, you're not taking Mahomes, you know, with your life on the line. You're not taking They're that They're good offense. by low. They're good by low right now. Yeah. If, if, and the, if you're into like Super Bowl odds and stuff. Yeah. And, and also there is an element of like, maybe of like, uh, it's October. We're turning on when it's November, December. We'll turn it on. Yeah. I, I do see a lot of that in this team too. Where it's like a, we'll be there. Don't worry about it. It's October. We'll get right when we have to get right. Now that's right. always a dangerous proposition too, because sometimes you go turn on that light lit, light switch and that light ain't working, and <laughs> in a bad situation. But right. I, yeah, I, I think at the end though, I think they'll be there. I, you know, but I am concerned. I am with you. I am concerned. They did not look. They did not look good. Um, are you in the other aspect of this too? Are, are you finally believing in the Bills? No, not yet. Not yet. I agree. I'm not there I yet. Agree. Yeah. yeah um, I, 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 I mean, this game was huge in the sense where now if they play an AFC championship game, you know, if the Bills don't stumble over themselves, um, it will be in Buffalo. Which, yeah. honestly, like, to me, I, I know Buffalo is a hard place to play, but I could, I, I can see Kansas City going into Buffalo and winning. Um, 
but it is it is nice to have a home field advantage, especially when you lost the AFC Championship game to Kansas City and Kansas City the year before that. So to me, like I think psychologically, the Bills have an advantage over the Chiefs right now, one thousand percent. And there are other teams in the AFC, like you know, are are we are we believing in the Chargers for real? Like, are the Browns really going to be not with the that Chiefs coach or? and his coaching decisions? Yeah. Jesus, yeah. Like, yeah. are we are we high on the Browns really? The Steelers are not good this year. So, so to me, it's kind of like who else in the AFC, you know, is 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 going to knock off these two teams? That's that's what also gives me. That's why I'm also not jumping off the the ship with Kansas City because I think at the end of the day, I still think that when they've when they've got it all together, I still think nobody beats them in the AFC, and that includes yeah. the Bills. You know, listen, I, I like the I like what the Bills have done. They've built a team that can at least compete for an AFC Championship game. But I think push comes to shove, you're going to have to show me that this team, you know, I still don't love their defense. Their defense is, it's better. It's better than it's been in the last couple of years and it's better than it was last year. Um, but I, I still don't believe in that defense. And there's something about that offense I still don't trust in big situations. Um, they don't run the ball enough for me or as effectively as I'd like it, you know. Yeah. And, you know, Josh Allen is still prone to do Josh Allen things. Uh, so until he cleans that up, you know, I, I still am not a full on believer in the Bills in a big spot. Same. They play they play like a pickup game. It's like a pickup game of basketball, like a very sloppy pickup game sometimes. I mean, we saw it in week yeah. one against the Steelers. Like they just looked out of sync. Like they get into these modes where it's just like, yo, know, like they look the offense doesn't just look bad. It looks awful and yeah. discombobulated. And yeah. you know, come postseason, you know. I don't know if there's an, a defense. Maybe the Ra- the Ravens. I don't even know if the Ravens could. That's the thing. I'm, I'm trying to think of teams right now where it's like the teams Ravens right maybe now, on a good day. Maybe it's, it's, <laughs> it's been a weird season because yeah. no one's really kind of broken out and had that yeah. like fast start. Everybody's kind of you know, it feels like everybody's either three and two or two and three. <laughs> right. You know, outside of the Cardinals and you know now the you know the Bills or whatever, but it just feels like everybody's kind of in the same playing field so mm-hmm. no one's really kind of like broken out so it's kind of hard right now even though we are kind of at the halfway point now is quarter or not the halfway point but a quarter of the season already has been played um so you're starting to see who's kind of the teams to beat um so it, it is weird in that regard like we're not seeing anybody that's really like oh this team is going to do this or that team's going to do that um so the afc is completely wide open for me like outside of the chiefs and the bills like i mean anybody really believing in the browns the Ravens, they go as far as Lamar Jackson takes them. You know, the Steelers, they have issues. Um, you know, anybody else, the Titans, they got a lot of injuries. They're banged up, and their defense is still a problem. Um, the Colts, who the hell knows about the Colts and Carson Wentz? Um, so, yeah, um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I. That's why, again, I still maintain that un- until I see it in a big game, I, I think the Chiefs are still the team to beat in the AFC. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I know the record doesn't say so, but I agree with you 100%. Yeah, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. Anything else that stood out to you? Not really, man. I mean, like you said, there are a lot of like three and two teams, a lot of teams that just really aren't standing out to me. I mean, the the Rams went into Seattle and won, but even that was unimpressive to me. They're my pick to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. And I came away from that game like, all right, I, I could see um, – why some people are the opposite of Matt Stafford truthers like I am. Um, it was kind of an over, un, like an underwhelming win. It's like you almost let Geno Smith beat you. <laughs> like that yeah, kind of they haven't played bad. well the last couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, they have it. Um, although I'm, I'm still, I'm still kind of high on them. Like you're right. There's not a team where I'm just kind of like Super Bowl contenders. Those guys right there. Um, even the, I mean, the Bucks did what they had to do this week. But like last week, they weren't. We didn't, we didn't talk last week. 
you know, the Bucks seem kind of flawed. It's it's a very it's a very open field this year. I think of both conferences. I I could see the Cowboys like making a run. It's um I don't know, man. Like I, I think that's the biggest takeaway for me is like I, I'm starting to realize that I'm not actually impressed with anybody, really. There's not a team where I'm just like, these guys are good. And I feel like you get you get that like maybe two or three times a year at yeah. some point. Yeah. Even the Cardinals, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't I don't believe in the Cardinals. I mean, I watched their game today against the Niners and it was like, really, it, you had to struggle to beat Trey Lance. <laughs> Like I understand yeah. the Niners, they're they're good defense, they're good defensively, but it's not like they shouldn't be shutting you down the way they shut you down. You put up seventeen points. I feel like I feel like this season's been more about narratives. It feels like an NBA season in an NFL season. It feels like yeah. it's been more about narratives and media talking points than it's been about actual like the gameplay. I mean, I have like a lot of people are bringing up how sloppy the games have been, and I think I, I think I think that's a I think that's a issue with the lack of preseason. Man, I just think that again, you know, I think that we all all of us to a man, I've said it forever that preseason is garbage. We shouldn't have it or whatever. But I think, yeah, I think that the lack of good football um, so far this season, I think it just shows that I think you do need preseason. (laughs) Um, I don't need four games, but I think maybe two. um, Yeah. And and not even so much having preseason, but having these teams play their guys in the preseason. It's just, it's hard to justify that because of injury. But yeah, I I, I, get, I get what you're saying. It's a double-edged sword of like, yeah. if I play a guy and he gets hurt, then I look bad. But then if I don't I mean, play that, to me, that's yeah. the reason why, and don't get me wrong, this is, they're a terrible football team, but that's the reason why the Jets look so bad to me, like in, in the very beginning, especially where the line is like, don't get me wrong, like they weren't good today, but the line looks like a professional line, at least a little now. Like it's not great, but it's not like, yeah. laughable <laughs> well, the <laughs> like issue, well the issue like well yeah. not to get too much jet centric but the issue with the jets and they had an amazing win last week i was i was literally on a beach in cancun cheering my ass off Th- for thought shit. they were turning it around huh you beat uh, the titans at home oh my god we got the falcons no, who are very susceptible the, the jets have a lot of issues one of them being i think the, i think mike lafleur's offense has just been brutal like he yeah. has no idea what the fuck he's doing yeah like which is surprising because you all you ever hear is the LaFleur brothers are just boy geniuses and he's yeah yeah he's not giving me genius vibes I'll just put it that way yeah um, so just the offense is just been so I mean some of the play calling and some of the play calling decisions in different spots of the game are just I mean this offense gets off to a slow start literally every week I mean every week before you know it they're down ten nothing or they're down seventeen I mean you just it's not sustainable I mean it's not going to build a rhythm offensively if you're just right. con- and if you're down every game to start that it makes it hard for you to establish the run which you need with a young quarterback and you're just having Wilson have to make things happen and at this stage in his career you really shouldn't be putting all this pressure on your quarterback to just really do everything um you know has he been great no he's shown flashes of absolute brilliance last games last year or last week's game you know, as a perfect example, but you know, I still don't understand the whole Denzel Mims situation. We actually saw him this week, which is a wow! Oh my God, he actually played. Um, yeah. Denzel Mims—that's a situation that it continues to my boggle the mind. Um, the fact that this team doesn't have a freaking ba- a veteran backup, like Zach Wilson, has more experience than the backup. Yeah, which is beyond me. 
yeah. beyond. Like it, is, it still has not been. I still have not been given a good answer of why there's not a back. I mean, you couldn't find a Joe Flacco, uh, anybody, anybody to be. And, and people will say, "Well, what's the big deal with not having?" I mean, it's just. I I think having a, a veteran backup for a young quarterback is very important. It's an extension right. of the coaching staff. Right. You know, when when Wilson's struggling, imagine having a guy like and I'll use Joe Flacco, Flacco. as an example. Imagine having a Flacco there who's won a Super Bowl who could teach this kid like, "Hey, listen, that throw I probably would have did it this way," or you know, I listen, right. you know, watch out for this. But I've had that. I faced that in 2009 with the Steelers. They did this. You know, right. re- make this read. You know, what I mean, have that instead. You have this fucking guy who's never fucking played in the league being right. a backup. Like, why? So just it's that's frustrating, man. Frustrating. Yeah, and then also like I just noticed like, I watched the whole game. So uh, because it's only game on, you know, go back to Lafleur, man. I mean, you have the receiving core is not. It's don't get me wrong. It's not by any means a great receiving core, but Corey no, Davis. No, we're not the Chiefs, but yeah. Yeah, Corey Davis. Keelan Cole is even a, a decent receiver. Denzel Mims, Elijah. That's su- the fact that they're not going like four receivers. Like they don't have sets like that. And the beginning of the game, they're, they're literally going, we'll go Corey Davis on this side, Jameson Crowder. Oh, yeah, Jameson Crowder is another one. They, they have two receiver sets. Like how do you expect Frustrating. Z- Zach Frustrating. Wilson to – to succeed when you're literally just throwing but it's not two even, receivers it's, and a tight end doing a short flat route. Like you're yeah. not giving him, you're not spreading. No the imagination, no yeah, imagination, nothing. And then yeah. the, it's not even so much the receiver sets, but like the targets. Like there was a game where Braxton Barrios had more targets than right. like Elijah Moore. Like why? Right. Why? But you notice Zach does better when like Keelan Cole gets involved when it, yes. when it's Cole Crowder. Corey Davis. Security like blankets. A, yeah. The fact yeah. that we don't have a tight end. Like this team continued. Like yeah. everybody talks about a pass rusher. The Jets have not had a good tight end since God knows. Like, in my life, I don't think the Jets have had a good tight end. Yeah. The defense is not the problem. Watching this team. Yeah. Defense is not the problem the de- with this team. The, the, the defense, listen, today the, I thought today was the first game where I really felt the defense didn't play up to par. I really they turned the ball over, though, a few times. Even when they they weren't playing up to par, but they still did. They did a few did, good. Yeah. Yeah. They did. They did. But I thought today was the worst game the defense has played. Um, so yeah. far this season, because the defense has been phenomenal. Like the defense has been, I have no issues with the defense so far this season. The defense has played as, as good, better than I thought it ever could. So that's not been the problem. It's just been the offense, but the defense today had issues. Um, yeah, uh, it's, but it's the jets and listen, I, I'm not even, I, I can't even get myself so worked up about it because again, this is a developmental year. This year is about Zach Wilson and his development. And you know, so far it's, it's an incomplete right now. And it's not all his fault. It's just I don't think he's been given much to work with, and I don't think he's been given much to work with from a from a schematic standpoint, from a coaching standpoint. Yeah, no, I agree. I, th- I think they're failing him right now. Yeah, I, don't I agree. A chance to, to succeed at all, especially with what, what, and then that line too. I mean, you can't do anything. No. <laughs> um, it's gotten no. better though. It's slowly the lines getting. It has gotten better. Vera Tucker had a good game today, so I, I think. It, it's gotten better. It's been a work in progress. It's gotten better. It is at least, like you said, a professional line now where the first two yeah. weeks they were an embarrassment. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And listen, that's not to take away the, the blame on Wilson, too. I mean, Wilson's got to get better. He still holds on to the ball too many times. He's still one read. Throwing some balls the in the dirt. Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, even the easy throws that he should make, he's missing them. So that's a little frustrating. Yeah. But again, all these things are too expected with a, with a young quarterback. Yeah. It's about growing and getting better from game to game. So hopefully right. he does that. Um, what about your G-Men, man? It's over. <laughs> Season's over, bro. Saquon's done. Galladay's out. Kadarius Tony was having a great game. Then he decides to punch someone upside the head with his helmet. Now he has to get x-rays on it. Like, Daniel Jones looked like he got knocked out, bro. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw it. I didn't see it. 
I've he got a concussion at the one yard line and just basically stumbled. It looked like any news got, on uh, Saquon yet? Sprained ankle. Um, he'll probably be out a couple of weeks if I had to guess. Uh, mm. They showed it on the sideline and his ankle was like it was huge. Mm. Um, but yeah, like one of those games where it's like your quarterback goes out, your running back goes out, your wide receiver one goes out, and then the guy who's breaking out, Kadarius Tony, who has like a thousand receptions over a thousand yards, ends up getting to a fist fight where he's dumb enough to swing at someone with a helmet on, <laughs> gets ejected, now needs x-rays on his hand, and is probably going to be suspended a game or two. Um, on top the of the fact that he might be injured. So, yeah, yeah, the season's over. The season's over. Not a good look for Joe Judge. No, I, although I will say... I, when you not the injuries, the lack of discipline, yeah. the, 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 oh yeah, yeah, right, oh, right. The, when, you know, your coach, your coach is a drill sergeant and he doesn't play games, but you're out here swinging on people. They're literally really listening to you. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. No, um, I didn't see the much of the giants cowboy game. Um, I was covering the, uh, the, the playoff games. The it would have been a good, game. if, if Jones, if, if everyone was healthy, that would have been a great game. It was it was it was shaping up to be a really good game. It was. Um Yeah, so. yeah, injuries suck, man. What can yeah. I say? They 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 definitely suck. Yeah. Um yeah, it's gonna be a long season for the Giants, man. Um yeah, even before the injuries, it was gonna be a long season. I mean, I'm surprised you guys got the win in 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 New Orleans last week. I think that was more about the Saints than it was about the Giants. But um yeah, it's gonna be a long season. Um, I didn't watch a lot of football. Um, that's part of the reason why we want to talk about too much about the NFL this weekend, just because yeah. I didn't watch a lot of football because we had playoff baseball games. Come on now. Can't sit here and watch Cowboys. I've been Giants watching, man. Over. I've been watching. Man, the Red Sox uh, Rays game was great. Uh, I, it's going to be scoreboard. marred by a yeah. terrible, terrible, terrible call. So what happened? I, I was scoreboard watching. I don't I don't know what happened. I just know well, the Red Sox won an extra. The infamous ground rule double in the I lose track of it. Thirteenth inning. Uh Kevin Kiermeyer hits a hits a fly ball, um, hits the base of the wall, bounces into um what's his face? Hunter Renfro's stomach, and then hit goes over this goes over the fucking fence. And uh Yandy Diaz, the Ray's third baseman, I believe he was in second base, um, could have scored, but they ruled him. They ruled it a ground rule double. So I hate that. Called him back to third base. I don't know if there's a solution. Yeah, is there a solution to that though? Like, is that a judgment call with the arms? It's like, a ju- well. The problem is a lot of the a lot of the issues with Major League Baseball and the rule book is that a lot of it is judgment calls, right? Because they have these right. silly rules, but a lot of it is interpretation by the umpire. So it's kind of like, hey. Because you know, there is, because through the rule, right? If the runner is between second and third, then the run can't score because the interpretation is that he would have scored anyway had the ball not bounced over the fence. But since the runner was in between first and second, then the interpretation is that there's no guarantee he would have scored. Never mind that your eyes saw what they saw and he scored it easily. It, it kind of is, you know, I mean, it's just kind of one of those things where it's kind of irrelevant. Um, yeah, it's a lot of it is interpretation. Uh, we had another another kind of a similar call in uh, the White Sox Astros game where Yasmani Grandal runs into the baseline and stands in the way of uh, Guriel's throw to the to to home, and he hits him in the arm. And they didn't call interference on that, even though it clearly looked like he ran inside the baseline and yeah. or outside of the baseline and was clearly trying to inter- impede on the throw. But it's one of those things again, interpretation. So it's, it's, 
<sighs> it's frustrating. It's frustrating. Yeah. It's very All frustrating. Right. I mean, some of them are dumb. And everybody's saying, oh, yeah, it's going to the Rays got screwed. It's going to it's going to warrant a rule change. I don't think it is. I mean, they're not the only team that's been screwed by this rule forever and ever and ever and ever. It happens every year. I mean, it I've, happens every year. Yeah, every every year I watch a game, game where I'm like, oh, and it's never changed. <laughs> never changed. So, yeah. yeah, I don't see it changing. But no, it's been it's been a good weekend of playoff baseball, man. Um, the Dodgers Giants series is going to be interesting. Um, I just don't know if the Giants. Um, I'll give you a quick synopsis on what I think is going to happen. I think the Giants-Dodgers series is going to be interesting. I think it's going to be a long series, although I am worried about the Giants. Um, I just think the Dodgers have too much pitching, and and their offense is a little bit more consistent than I think the than the Giants' offense is. Yeah. Uh, so I think the Dodgers should should win that series, but I don't know. I mean, that's clearly a toss up. Um, it goes a distance. I, the one worry I have about the Dodgers is. See, I think to, to, to tonight's, I should say tonight's game, because we're already in Monday on the East Coast. Um, I think tonight's game is going to be very important, game three in L.A., because I think after Scherzer, what do the Giants do? See, if they win game four, if they win game three, because you know how in a five-game series, you're not using your four starters. A lot of times you can right. kind of mess around with your rotation. Yeah. But what do the, what do the Dodgers do if they're down? a game and they're facing elimination because after Scherzer, they really don't have any other options, you know, because remember yeah. Kershaw's out yeah. and, you know, do they come back with Gonsolin price? Maybe I don't even know if price is on a playoff roster. So what do they do? I mean, do they come back with, um, you know, um, I don't think they're going to pitch um, Walker Bueller on two days rest. A young kid who they've never done that before. I don't, I don't think so. So I think it's going to be very, that's why I think tonight's game is going to be very important. A must win. Because I think it swings the series in either direction. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it does go to distance. I think they're just two evenly matched, really good teams. I think it does go to distance. I think the Giants still win in game five. Um, the other NL series, uh, Braves and the Brewers. Um, I think the Braves, unfortunately, I hate the Braves, but I think the Braves are going to win that series. I just, I didn't like the way the Brewers finished the regular season. And, um, yeah, they just didn't look good. And plus, I think the Braves have gotten, you know, I think there was psychologically to beat the two best pitchers on the Brewers, or at least one of the two best pitchers on the Brewers and Brandon Woodruff in game two was, was, was significant. Yeah. So I think the Braves are, are going to escape. I, I just think the Braves have a better offense, uh, than the Brewers. Um, and they have just as good pitching. Um, so I think the Braves might survive that series. And they've, they've taken their bumps and bruises, man. The Braves have taken spankings in the first rounds a few years. So it's time. Yeah, right? Yeah. Time. And as far as the American <laughs> League, um, yeah. I think the Red Sox, I think the Red Sox are going to win that series, honestly. I, I'm worried about the Rays. I just think the issue I always have with the Rays is they're starting pitching. Um, you know, they can survive. You know, I think last year was a little bit of a, I don't want to say a fluke, but it was a little bit of a fluke because of the shortened season. They were able to maximize those bullpen arms and yeah. do what they do best. But I don't think that formula works in the postseason, man. You're just going to tire out. No, I mean, you saw it in, in game yeah. two. That, that yeah. kid, he was a yeah. rookie. Was it was a third career yeah. start. He gets out. Yeah. Their ousted. rotation is comprised of rookie pitchers. And I yeah. just don't think, I don't think that's a, a formula for success in, in, yeah. in the postseason. I just don't. So I, I, five, I yeah. You, you take a five, two after that grand slam. I thought that game was over. Oh, that's a, that's over. You you just knocked Chris Sale out the game. It's over. 
I did too. I did too. And the Red Sox got, got a little bit of a team of Destiny five going on. Uh, with they them always beating. do. I hate them, yeah. man. Stop it. Every Red Sox <laughs> has nothing to do with. Insane, it has nothing bro. to do with them beating the Yankees on. But it's it, no, no, it doesn't. But I just feel like I hear that about the Red Sox every fucking year in the postseason, no, but man. Year, but 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 this year more than anything because they weren't expected to be here. This is a I team know, that literally had no expectations. The, the year they won in two thousand was it two thousand fourteen? They weren't supposed to be there either. Team of death. Like ah, I'm so sick of that. Hey, man. I hey, hate hey. that. Hey, bro. Hey, maybe the Yankees would be a team of destiny if they didn't buy yeah, fucking players every fucking five. I, listen, if I was if I didn't grow up in the Bronx, I would hate the Yankees. Absolutely oh, hate them. So disgusting. God, I hate the Yankees. But I wouldn't be like, I, I wouldn't be it's it's really uncharacteristic me to root for a team like that. I like mm. I like suffering. I, I do too. So it's un, it's uh, it is un, <laughs> it is uncharacteristic that I root for the Lakers and Duke. Yeah. It's like totally but hey, I don't but, I don't mind. Uh, to um, be fair, <laughs> you know, Mike Gallego was a shortstop when I started watching the Yankees, so I don't want to okay, hear nothing. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> um, nah, listen, I think the Red Sox have a chance. I really do. I think they're going to win game four. Um, it's going to be interesting to see who they pitch. They're coming back with Rodriguez on on short rest. So it's an interesting move, but I don't. I just don't see the Rays having enough. Fun fact, my first name's Eduardo. My real name's Eduardo Rodriguez. So it's always trippy to see him out on the mound. Eduardo Rodriguez. That is my name. That's Josh my name. Rodriguez version. Um, jo- Josh is my middle name. Oh man, I did not know that. That's a fun fact. Look at that, yeah. Eduardo. We should just start yeah. changing your name from Josh to Eduardo. <laughs> Why not? Um, and then the Astros White Sox. Uh, that was a wild game. I was watching a lot of that game before, uh, especially during a delay. Um, I, I just think the Astros. The Astros are too good. I know the White Sox won tonight. Their offense finally woke up, but I just think the Astros eventually will be too much for them. Um, the Astros or the White Sox pitching has not been impressive. I mean, even that vaunted bullpen. You know, they finally got going tonight, but, you know, yeah, I think the Astros win. Pretty good. They win. They I win think the Astros go back to the World Series. I want to see Astros Dodgers in the World Series. Ooh. That, that's the matchup <laughs> that I think baseball needs. It needs I, to have. I, I don't want to see the Red Sox and I don't want to see the Giants. Those are two organizations for some reason. And it's not even like the Giants are like bad guys. It's just like the whole like. I feel like the Giants are the Red Sox of the NL in the sense of like <laughs> these guys came out of nowhere. They're so likable. How could like shut up? Like I'm like no, like they've yeah. been that way since 2010. I know they, which is weird because they won three championships in like what five years it was, and like yeah, one of the weirdest dynasties, if you want to call it, of all time they in were my like opinion. The, they were like the Spurs of baseball, which was yeah, but like had no business being the Spurs. Right. Like that's what it felt like. It's like. The no, Spurs I, you knew I, were the Spurs because they had three Hall of Fame, but but yeah. those Giants. The were 2012 like, team was actually a legitimately dominant, really good team. Yeah, the other two teams were out of nowhere. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Especially that 20, the 2014 one was definitely out of nowhere. Like they, yeah. they it was that was just Bumgarner, man. That was Bumgarner's just greatness, just carrying that team. I was rooting so hard for the Royals that year, man. I wanted the Royals so bad. Fuck that, the Royals that, for obvious he, reasons. Who, who hit the who hit that triple? Was that Hosmer? Uh, in game seven, yeah, should have went. Oscar? He should have freaking went home. Man. No, it was Alex Gordon. It was Alex. It was Gordon. Alex Gordon. Oh man, it was Alex Gordon. I would have went for scored. it. He should have scored. scored. He probably got thrown out, but it would have been a cool way to end the World Series. Yeah, probably. Yeah, they would have tied it. Would have tied it. Yeah, that's they right. Up three two, or thrown out at home. Can you imagine yeah. being thrown out at home to end Game Seven of the World Series? That story. Bro. I don't know. You're a Yankee fan. Can you imagine being thrown out at home, Phil <laughs> <Still> Nevin? <laughs> That sorry, was, unnecessary shot. Sorry, bro. That might have been the best joke this podcast has ever heard. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Imagine that you're a Yankee fan. I think you've seen a lot of guys get thrown out of home. Phil Nevin, Jesus Christ, what are you? Girl, doing? I have no comeback for that. 
That is genius. Although, let's, although it is a little bit overrated because Joey Gallo literally has one sack fly in his entire career, and he just did it this year with the Yankees. So there's no what? guarantee that Joey 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 Gallo gets right. a sack fly there. Not only that, just like saying. not just, just not just that. Like, why is Joey Gallo, who's batting 199 on the season, our cleanup hitter? Because the computer told Cashman that that's the way to go. So. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I yeah. should have questioned the computer. My bad. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. Windows 11. Uh, um, my bad. So, how does a computer come up with the fact that someone batting 199? Oh man, listen. He's not even. Yankees. He's not even a major league baseball hitter. I'm sorry. If you're batting 199, you should well, not. He, be he, he, listen, like Joey Gallo is literally like home run or strikeout. Like that's that's like. But that's that, like to me that cutoff is like 225. If you're batting 199, come on. Hey man, he hits if you're the ball batting, a long way when he connects, and he's got a hot girlfriend, so that makes it. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Computer so and hot. So sorry, you're right. So you're right. You're right. And he's uh, Italian. And he's Italian. Yeah, he's Italian. And in New York, in the Bronx, right. so. My bad. My no, bad. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> nah, man. The Yankees have some question marks, man. Um, I think we do this every year with the Yankees. They're not firing Boone. They're not firing Cashman. I think they are getting rid of Boone. I do. I don't think so. I don't think I, so. I, I, I think uh, there's this. I think there's they this get vibe rid of around. Boone if Cashman. If they get rid of Boone, then that means Cashman's on the way out. See, I, I, I. Okay, so I'll, I'll take your word for it because you, you're more in the know with these mm-hmm. type of things, uh, especially lately with baseball. So. I'll take your word for that. But the way I look at it is that I just think Cashman's not always going to be there, but he has so much rope. I think they'll give him another manager, another chance. Know, so to another say. manager. I, you've had Tory. I know Tory wasn't a Cashman hire per se, but you know what I yeah. mean? Tory, you know, is there any, is there Torrey any GM out there? Is there, is there anyone who was like, yo, the Yankees should get this guy. Like anyone who's available on the market. Obviously, I mean, there's the like Yankees, no Theo Epstein. So they could get no. I mean, outside of Theo Epstein, no. I mean, nah. the Mets are trying to get a, a, a GM too. So I mean, they're going to be competing for the same guys. No, it's not even so much about the next guy. I just think that I think that maybe. And listen, I don't think anyone. I don't think both of them are going anywhere because I think, like you said, Cashman is so connected with that organization, and because of that, I think Boone and Cashman work so well together. And Boone is basically an extension of Cashman, so that's why I don't think he's getting it. He's going anywhere. Um, but I do think if 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 Boone is let go, and I'm not saying this because I know anything or I have any inside knowledge, I'm just my own personal opinion. But I think if Boone yeah. does get fired, I think that tells you that Cashman, because I think his last year of his deal is next year. I, I think that tells me Cashman's not going to be staying there for long either. Gotcha. That 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 that's what they would only that's the only thing that would tell me because at that point you're getting rid of his guy, his hire, his yeah. guy works well with him, and then not to mention you're going to have him. And if I know if I'm an owner. That's now three managers that you've had during your tenure. You know the last two you fired, so now you're bringing in another guy. Yeah, I don't know. That that, that if I'm owning the team, that's not sitting well with me. But Hal's not okay. his dad, so we'll see. We'll see. Okay, we'll see. But yeah, the Yankees. The Yankees are just, and I think that they're not going to fix any of their issues. They're still going to be the same offensively one-dimensional team they've always been and yeah. you know they'll figure out some things they'll, they they did finally smart enough and took Torres off a sh- off a shortstop which was had to happen um but I, I'll, I'll say this you guys need to get rid of Gary Sanchez they, they can't continue it ha- he's got to be gone now I mean they're they're weakest they need a shortstop and a catcher like that's that those are two huge positions well, I think they need. could I think they could survive with Urshela at shortstop I think they figured that part out I think Urshela Urshela what's up 
Where's where do you think Springer's going? Springer who? George George Springer. Springer. Yeah, he signed a six year deal with the Blue. Not George Correa. I'm sorry, confused my Astros. Oh, Correa. No, you're good. Uh, Correa. I think he ultimately resigns with the Astros. You know, okay. I think he, I think he ends up back with the Astros. He, he's not, a, he's not a target for the Yankees. Like he's not one of those like high profile free agents that the Yankees are gonna throw money at. Well, the, here's the thing with the Yankees though, they've got a lot of decisions to be made because again, they've got Rizzo as a free agent this year, and I would think they want to keep Rizzo. Um, I would think you want to keep him unless you I want to keep him for rental. No, I want to. Um, you got Rizzo's gonna. He's not gonna command you know a seven year deal, but he's gonna command a, a four or five year deal for twenty mil. And then you have the Aaron Judge free agency coming up. That's the big one. You know, even the Yankees have de- financial decisions to make, right? Like, so you've got Cole making three hundred twenty nine million. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got Stanton still locked into six more, six or seven more years of that deal. Yeah. Um, and then of course you got Aaron Judge who's going to want his own ten year. You know, he may not be able to get ten years because of his age, but he's going to at least going to get seven or eight at huge money. You know, so that's 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 that. And then you've got. You know, you're already paying LeMahieu. Like I said, you're paying Cole. I don't think if you're the Yankees, and then of course, you, what do you do with first base? Now, of course, if they don't, re- if they let, um, if they let, um, what's his face, Rizzo go, they could put Gallo at first base because Gallo's under contract for one more. Oh, the Yankees have issues, man. I don't they think do. they could, I mean, I, listen, it's a shortstop free agency market. So if they want a guy, they can go out and get one. But I think yeah. at big money, I don't think the Yankees are going to do that. I don't think the Yankees are going to go out because how do you Man. how do you how do you justify giving Korea a ten year two hundred million dollar deal and then saying okay Judge here's seven for three hundred million like it's not Didi's back on the market right he signed in one year didn't he um is Didi back on the market I know I, th- I think he did yeah Didi yeah I love Didi man I Didi was added, perfect for Yankee Stadium he was he was perfect and he was perfect for the team too he added like a he, he was a lefty bat like it was it was just everything that they were they're missing right now he. Mm-hmm. The, line, I mean, maybe the, the can, lineup is maybe, missing him. The deep, the, the can, infield's missing him. Yeah. No, I mean, I think they'll be fine with Gio Urshela because Gio Urshela did come up as a shortstop. So I think Gio actually helps them there. He provides them cover there. Plus, you could put LeMayu at third. So I think you're covered there. Um, I think if they do go out and get a shortstop, um, it'll be like the Angelton Simmons type. A guy, defensive wizard, you know, someone that could cost them cheap. They could get for yeah. cheap. I don't think they're going to go out and spend big money for one. Um but I think they need a catcher more important. I, I, it's to me, they got to trade. They got to, yeah, they got to, yeah, they can't continue with Sanchez. You yeah. Know? They're afraid yeah. to trade him because they think he's going to become Piazza if they go somewhere else. But let him be Piazza somewhere else. Rate, yeah. He's not going to be Piazza in New York. Just let him go. No. Yeah. Just let him go. Just be done with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just be done with that. So, yeah. I think this is the longest we've talked baseball on this show. Look at us. Yeah. Look at us here, huh? Relative. Any given Sunday. <laughs> uh, no, but I, but I think the playoffs are going to be fun. Um, I, I right now I'd say Astros and Dodgers are my picks for the World Series right now. Okay, so those cool. are my picks. Uh, watch it be Blue. Watch it be Brewers and uh, White Sox. But because I, th- I, I I always uh, get these predictions wrong. I don't think the Brewers or Braves have a chance in the NL. Be, I'd be shocked if one of those teams made it. Out of the NL. Dodgers, are too, Dodgers are too good, man. Jesus, yeah. the Dodgers are so good. I mean, it's it's incredible. It's incredible yeah. how good the Dodgers are. You know, I, I I do think that the winner of the Dodgers Giants series is going to the World Series. I think that is the that that is the 
that is for all intents and purposes the NLCS. I agree. I agree with you. I think the Brewers had a shot before when Devin Williams was still active, but then he punched a wall during a celebration and cost himself the postseason. So yay! Hey, so listen, it's not only Kadarius Stoney that does stupid things. It's Devin Williams too with the Brewers. Yay! So, yeah. So I thought the Brewers had a chance because they had the best pitching of everybody in the postseason. But yeah, losing Williams was a huge hit. So yeah, yeah. we shall see. But I. We're out of here. Uh, just looking at the time. We I said we weren't going to go long, but we ran up long anyway. So it is what it is, but it's all good, man. Before we get out of here, you want to tell the audience anything before we get out of here? Uh, just, you know, basketball season's back. So my podcast, The Dime with Josh Rodriguez, is also back, presented by Ball is Life. You can check it out yeah. at whatever podcast platform you listen to. I also have a YouTube channel, The Dime. So check that out as well. And also yes, Certified Buckets, so. hosted by Lethal Shooter, Ashley Nicole Moss, and Christian Winfield, brought to you by Uninterrupted. I am the lead producer for that show, so go download it. Show some support. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, definitely. Go support The Dime. Go support uh, Certified Buckets. All the projects that Josh is working on, go support that. Um, all right. We're going to get up out of here. As always, you guys can listen and subscribe and follow this show obviously subscribe on the youtube page uh youtube.com slash any given sunday podcast and of course you can find the podcast on any free podcast platform spotify apple google etc etc and you can follow me on twitter at the Emmanuel brown you can follow josh at josh underscore rodriguez underscore and of course you can follow this show on twitter at ags pod um, Instagram, AGS Podcast, Facebook, Any Given Sunday. Uh, make sure you go check out MLB Bro. We're a little bit of a hiatus just because the season's over, but we still got you covered from a, from a postseason perspective. And then we got some fun things coming up in the offseason. So definitely, definitely be on the lookout for that. Go make sure you subscribe uh, to MLBBroShow.com or MLB Show, M- the MLB Bro Show. There we go. Um, damn, that's a tongue twister right there. MLB Bro Show. Um, Go make sure you go subscribe to that podcast. Go, you know, go follow uh, Rob Parker as well. And uh, yeah, MLBbro.com for all the news and notes on everything going on with the network. Um, yeah, go make sure you go follow Dead End, all the content, all the shows we got on Dead End Sport, uh, Dead End Podcast Network. And yeah, that's it. That's enough. It's too much selling stuff, too much advertising, too much stuff going on ahead. It's 12 midnight. I'm still in vacation mode. Yes. <laughs> Sunday, Monday. Of a week of vacation. Yes, I'm still in vacation mode. I'll get out of it eventually, but yeah. Um, All right, I'm done blabbering. For Josh Rodriguez, I am Annie Brown. This has been Any Given Sunday. We are out of here. Peace.